Hey, this is Dee Brown. Welcome to Clubhouse Conversation. Every summer in Kansas City, 25 men have one simple mission to win. Starting pitchers, corner power hitters, middle relievers, speedy gloves up the middle, closers, utility infielders, backup catchers, and they're each remembered here. From 1969 to last year, all Royals careers have been preserved with the most comprehensive collection of facts, memories, and stories in existence. Welcome to Clubhouse Conversation. And what's up? It's Davo welcoming you into another edition of Clubhouse Conversation. The place where we catch up with all your favorite current and former Royals players. And today, a more recent member of the Royals family, Dee Brown, who played in KC from 1998 to 2004 as an outfielder slash DH and a guy with big time power, a guy that can hit the ball all over the ballpark. Dee Brown, the first round selection of the Royals in the 1996 June Amateur Draft. And a very interesting guy, a one that came down to the wire. He just about went to Maryland to take up their offer to play both football and baseball. Would have been a big-time running back there for the Terrapins, as well as continuing his baseball career. Bo Jackson, his favorite athlete of all time, so that would have made sense for D Brown. But then at the last second, him and the Royals agreed to terms. We'll talk all about that coming up through the Royals system, the years in KC, some misunderstandings he had with the organization. Very, very blunt guy, very good at self-assessment, and an interesting man. D Brown joins us now on Clubhouse Conversation. D, first of all, thanks so much for your time and how's everything going with you? You know, just doing my thing out here. Just just, you know, I'm a fourth year of retirement and can't believe I'm saying that, but yeah, I'm in my fourth year every time, and then uh, just adjusting to being normal, you know. Uh, <laughs> that's it, being a normal citizen out here. Well, that's a good sign if you're retired at your age, right? That means you've had a good life so far. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you know, I can't, can't say that, uh, you know, you've been playing ball. I'm sure you talk to, you know, hundreds of uh, retired athletes, and, you know, we all go through that period of, like, you know, Baseball has been so much of our lives and, and sports in general, and you feel kind of naked, you know? It's, it's, it's your identity, and, you know, you got to find yourself, reinvent yourself, and sometimes that could be, uh, you know, an issue, which I've heard it was until you experience it yourself. You don't never know, you know? Yeah, yeah. Are you out in New York these days then? No, nah, I live actually in Memphis, Tennessee. I have a uh, wife and daughter out here, and uh, actually when I retired – uh, from ball, I was in Japan. I finished my career in Japan, and uh, you know, I had a daughter here at the time in Memphis, Tennessee. Never thought in a million years I'd be living in Tennessee. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, so you know, when it was just I had missed so much time her, early, you know, you know, early childhood that I had intentions of just being here for about six months and moving to Florida. You know, I, you know, Orlando, Florida was pretty much has been a large part of my my home since uh, since playing. You know, since my playing days. So. Uh, but I got here, got lazy, and you know, next you know, I, you know, a six-month plan ended up turning into, you know, now I'm pretty much been here about four years now. You know, going well, on four years, three, a little over three years now. Yeah, so that's cool. That's cool. Are you still doing anything with baseball these days? You're coaching or doing hitting lessons or anything like that? Uh no, I can't say. I haven't. Uh, I think about it from time to time, uh, but I can be honest. August, the end of August, I was in Orlando, and uh, I went on to the baseball field. They were starting for baseball at a local high school, and uh, somebody told me to come down and 
That that was actually my first time stepping on the field in three since my last baseball game myself. Wow. Or touching the baseball or anything. Yeah, man. Yeah, just yeah, yeah, just uh you know. I mean I, I think about it. I can't just say, you know, I, I think about it from time to time, you know, and uh I've I've had websites built on me doing lessons and all of that, but when it really gets down to it I just I don't do it. You know, it's just something that, you know, ball has uh you know, it's just one of those things. I don't, I can't explain it. Uh, like I, sometimes I go through a little period of like, man, I could teach a lesson or two. And like even right now, like, you know, season comes up and I still get that feeling, you know what I mean? Of like, you know, January, February is coming up. Well, February is here now. And, you know, camp starts in a few weeks. And, you know, you, you, you know, you, especially when the football season is over, you kind of feel like, wow, you know, it's, it's, it's about to be baseball, you know, season. And, you know, sometimes I feel like, uh, you know, I want to, uh, you know, do something with ball. And I get asked all the time. I actually went to a local community center here in Memphis, Tennessee, just uh, on Saturday with my uh, daughter. Um, she, she, you know, I let her play against the boys and uh, at the community center. And, uh, you know, I just see a lot of untapped talent here in Memphis, Tennessee, especially, you know, with African-American kids out here. And I asked them, you know, you know, would you do anything with baseball-wise? So they were like, no, nah, we would love to work with you, blah, 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 blah. So that was just Sunday. Uh, I mean, Saturday. So who knows, you know? So yeah. I be, yeah. I, I've been sitting on this idea for about two years now, just, <laughs> you know, getting some of these kids out here. So. Well, you're, you're, busy, you're busy being a dad. Maybe when the daughter gets a little bit older. Uh, you yeah. Know, yeah. Some yeah, of that. Now, right. How about, did you watch the Royals at all during the uh, 2014 postseason run? Oh, uh, of course, of course, of course. I, uh, it was, uh, it was exciting. I was so happy. I was, you know, I was happy for the organization, but mainly happy for those fans out there, you know. And uh, it was, uh, yeah, I was a fan, man. I, I couldn't help but like that team and like what uh, uh, they and Moore did over there with the team and putting it together and the pitching staff. And, oh, man, it was exciting, man. That was the first time I could walk around town and talk to my friends, and, you know, old friends of mine who knew I played with the Royals calling me back up. And, you know, it was it was the first time I could really – Say proudly, like yeah, I played for the Royals. You know, say proudly, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the other time is like, who, who are they? What? Right. Triple uh, A team. I was right. like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was like, you know, I said it proudly. Everybody was, and pretty much everybody who I had talked to, regardless if they were friends of mine or they just blatant, you know, just fans, they were like, you know, they were all pretty much going for the Royals, you know. So. I love it. They they became America's team, that's for sure. Well, so, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, so let's go way back in the day then to Marlboro Central High School there in Newburgh, New York. Let's start from the start, right. kind of. So where exactly is Newburgh, first of all? Newburgh is about 60 miles north of New York City. Okay. Um, it is about 25 miles north, 30 miles north of West Point. And uh, I... Uh, I moved there uh, right before I went to junior high school. Um, it was a uh, my mother worked for uh, jail, in the jail systems in New York, and we were, she was traveling every day from the city to upstate. And you know, we she just decided it was too much on her. So, you know, at a young age, I moved upstate from the Bronx, and I, uh, you know. You know, it's it's a quiet. You know, I can say you know where I went to school in Marlboro was a quiet town, uh, right outside of Newburgh. Uh, Newburgh is you know it's rough. You know, it's a tough little city every year. You know, real, 
you know, it's, it's one of those middle of nowhere rough areas. And, uh, but, uh, you know, I had the town of Marlboro was a great, you know, great place to, you know, play ball. They supported me. We had a, um, we had a, a major leaguer that came right before me. His name was Rob Bell. He's a pitcher. Yeah. And yeah. Texas. Yeah. He yeah. Came, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Rob, um, got drafted, uh, third round the year before I did. And, you know, pretty much, you know, we grew up together, junior high and high school, played basketball and baseball together. And he, um, you know, he was, you know, a big time pitcher third round, you know, you know, in that area it was big time. And he pretty much had a, uh, a following scouts, you know, and since pretty much ever since my freshman year, my his sophomore year, you know, they were scouts at every game. So, you know, I banging away and I had no intentions of ever thinking I would play, you know, professionally. And, um, you know, I had a football player's mentality. I was a football player, you know, at heart. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and he drew a lot of attention. And, you know, he got drafted third round and the next year later, you know. I came, you know. So. Yeah, but I mean, you were pretty good at football. So you had you. I mean, you had a full ride to Maryland. You also played right. basketball as well. So all three of those sports. So two questions for you: Were you a Yankees or Mets guy growing up? And then, which was your favorite sport to actually play growing up? Yeah, Yankee fan, hardcore Yankee fan. Oh um, man, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's a hardcore. Yeah, I know, I know. And I, I ain't gonna lie to you. Even to this day, I don't. I'm not even. I can't even say I'm a fan. I got. I mean, obviously, I played for the Royals, but. I quickly became not a Yankee fan when we played the first time, you know, I made the full season and the Yankees came in town and the stadium was filled with 70% of Yankee fans. Yep, yep. And, you know, I, I took it personally because I was like, I was a fan in the 80s when they stunk. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was like, Mel Hall was playing. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Mel Hall, Claude Washington, and, you know, Dave Wimple was my guy. Yeah. But it was like, you know, I, I, I was like, how, 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 where are these fans coming, you know? You know, where, where they come? Where, where were they in the '80s, man? They were, they were, you know, saying, stinking it up the joint. You know what I'm saying? I was in the three dollar bleacher seat, rooting my team on, and I'm like, hey, 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 y'all come, you know? And you know, at that time, you know, oh one, they had, ran, they had, you know, ran off three or four, you know, three, three championships and stuff. So, you know, they already had that momentum going, and I just, yeah, I, so I took it personally, you know, and I just, you know, I, I quickly, quickly like disliked the Yankees, you know, saying like, you know, and to this day, it's really tough for me to even. You know, I got, you know, CC is my boy. You know, you know, I, I go for certain players and, you know, Kevin Long, well, he ain't there no more. But, you know, that was my hitting coach back in the day. So, you know, I, I root for those guys, you know, root for certain players. And Beltran's over there now, too. But, you know, I just, uh, overall, though, you know, I, I can't, I, I'm not a Yankee fan. Like, you know, especially like, I mean, when I was a, I was a diehard Yankee fan growing up. But uh, <laughs> anyway, and my favorite sport to play growing up was football. Yeah, I, I was, uh Baseball was something that, you know, I, I just, I did. I was good at hitting. You know, I really could hit. And it was just, you know, around my way in the apartment complex I lived in, we played a lot of baseball. And uh, it was, it was you know, we played with, you know, started off with stickball, and then we graduated to tennis balls. And, you know, the hand, you know, playing with them, and then I eventually got onto the fields. And, you know, baseball was cool, but I was a football player at heart. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it was, uh, and it kind of haunted me even later on into my professional career because, you know, like I quickly saw, you know, these cats from down south or Dominican Republic and Venezuela, how much they like truly like would die for this game. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know, and, and I didn't ever really have that. You know what I mean? It was something that, you know, basically was always like, you know, I didn't really 
loving until they told me I couldn't do it. You know, I wasn't as good as I thought I was, and they were challenging me to stay on the field. That's when, you know, you know that was just a man challenge, you know, as an athlete. But it was, you know what I'm saying, it wasn't something that, you know, I don't know. You know, I think that haunted me my whole career, you know, like not having that deep, passionate, you know what I'm saying, love for the game. As you can tell now, like I really, you know, I, I, every now and then I think about teaching lessons and stuff. Certain guys can't stay away from the game, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. It gets in your blood for sure. So you're so you're a first team All American by Baseball America then in high school. Um yeah. and then so so before draft day then, were were you kind of expecting the Royals well first of all, were you expecting to go in the first round and then were the Royals the team that you thought might take you? Yeah, it was I knew going into my I, I, my my parents scrounged up enough money. I don't know how many tournaments they got now, but back in those days the big tournament was Eric Gang. I didn't know I didn't, you know, not know know nothing about Eric Gang. I just wanted it to compete. At that particular time, going into my senior year, I just felt like I knew I was good around my way. I just wanted to see how I would compete against, you know, so-called some of the best kids in California, Texas, Florida. So we, we you know, we, we scraped up enough money. My brother actually lived in L.A. at the time, and we played. We flew out to Long Beach, California, did this Eric Cole showcase, you know. Um, you know. It's still there, but now they got so many different showcases. But um, I went out there, didn't really do fairly well, but – you know, running, talent, swing, and everything. The scouts loved, you know, I guess they loved what they saw. And I quickly, when I came back there, you know, my phone was just blowing up left and right. But, you know, now I already had the football recruiters, you know, calling me a little bit at that time. And now it became, you know, the scouts and, and, and I mean, the uh, agents and, and, you know, representatives from teams and stuff were calling me. And, and I quickly knew, you know, September of my senior year, you know, I'm in football season. And the guy was like, you know, be careful, man, because, you know, we got you slated. You know, people are talking like you're going to be a top 15 pick. You know, I'm like, really? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know what I mean? And I you know, I kind of heard rumblings from my summer league coach. Uh, you know, we, we play Legion ball in New York every year. We play summer Legion ball. And he was like, you know, people are saying that you got a chance to go higher than your teammate, my teammate at the time, Robbie. You know, Robbie had just got drafted third round. So I was like, really? And then when I came from Eric Cole, you know, you know, maybe two months later, they were talking about top 15. And I was like, wow, you know. And I already had developed a relationship with the local Royal Scout at the time named Ray Jackson. You know, he had been scouting me from the summer since about my sophomore year. And he would always talk to me. And But his way of, like, talking to me was, like, basically feeling me out, like, you're as good as you think you are. You know, like, he, always, he would talk to me like that, you know. <laughs> and uh, so I knew the Royals, you know, you know, kind of, you know, liked me a lot. And, uh, but the, uh, the, the Mets picked the 13th, they picked 13th, you know? And I kind of felt like, even though I didn't like, I hated the Mets growing up, <laughs> you know, I was like, I get to stay at home. You know what I mean? Hey, you know, <laughs> you know, like, and, uh, but I, I never, the Mets brass, I think they come to the game my senior year, maybe one time, I think I saw them and I'd never seen them again. And I knew they had a bunch of outfielders just like the Royals did too, but, I just, you know, I had a feeling it was, you know, but deep down we kind of didn't want the Warriors to pick us because they had just picked Beltran and Juan LeBron the year before, you know, and, you know, I was like, you know, what do you want, what you know, do you really, you know, and we, we kind of heard that the Warriors were cheap, you know. Yeah, <laughs> we knew that too. Yeah, so, you know, I was a two-sport guy at the time, so, you know, I knew the numbers that these guys were getting two-sport-wise. So, uh, you know, I was hoping the Mets, you know, pick us and, you know, and uh, and I knew San Diego right behind the Royals. Really, like you know, Kevin Towers at the time was the GM. He sat at my house. A couple, you know, he came by, and he, you know, I really had a good, 
you know, a liking to him. Uh, the Royals, I never saw, I think, uh, uh, was my guy, was the GM at the time. I can't think of his Allard name. Allard Baird? No, Allard was not. The Allard was the uh, cross-checker at that time. Oh, Herc so Robinson then. Herc Robinson, yes. Herc never came to the house. And, uh, you know, so I didn't even know. I, I knew they liked me a lot, but, I, you know, Herc never sat in my house. Like, you know, like I had the Braves guy there. I had my, had the, uh, one of the higher brass from the Marlins there who picked 10th that year. And then we had, I had the GM for the, the Padres who picked 15th. You know, those guys kind of like, you know, came to the house and, you know, I really felt like, okay, you know, I knew I wasn't going to be on the 15th pick. I knew that much, you know. So, we're yeah. here to work pick the 14th. So, you know. And I was a Bo Jackson guy. I love Bo Jackson. That was my favorite athlete. Yes. So, I didn't, you know, as you can tell, I was a two sport guy and that's what I wanted to do anyway. So, you know, I was like, hey, you know, if it's the Royals, it's okay. You know what I'm saying? I could, you know, fall behind Bo's shadow, you know? So. There you go. Well, yeah, so you're 14th, like you said, in 1996. So so then, so you had the full ride to Maryland. You love football. Yeah. So that's a possibility. Right. You're not sure, you know, are, are they going to have the money to pay me? I mean, you, you, so you're not right. totally sure. So I guess whose advice did you seek most during the process, and how close were you to going to Maryland, and then what was the final decision for you to go with the Royals? I, you know, how tough was that decision for you? It was, it was, I mean, it was tough, man. We, um... I remember, I remember when, we, when they picked, and I had my advisor at the time was, um, you know, you can't have an agent at the time, but my advisor was uh, Casey Close. And uh, Casey is, you know, he's Jeter and Tanaka and all these guys. You know, Casey's my guy, right? But I am, he was IMG at the time. And uh, he, uh, <laughs> you know, he he was like, hey, this is what the number we're going to shoot. Tell your scout the day I got drafted. He was like, tell your scout this is what we're going to want. And we were like, all right, cool. You know, I, I think it was, we were shooting for uh, two years before that uh, an athlete named Josh Booty. I don't know, you know. Yeah. Only people, yeah. LSU you know, quarterback, yeah. Exactly, right. And he had, uh, you know, you know, he was the number one quarterback and Marlins top guy, and he had received 1.5. And, you know, we were like, we're going to shoot for that. So we told that, and I remember my scout kind of dropped his mouth, like, are you serious? Whoa, you know, like, <laughs> are you Royals will never give you that. You're crazy. Come with another number. And, you know, me and my dad, we were loving this at the time. I, we were loving it. We were just trying to bust out laughing because he basically cursed us out. You know what I'm saying? And we, <laughs> we, you know, at that time, we already we kind of knew. His name was Ray Jackson. We knew him pretty well. But after, you know, for two years, he's been around, you know. So, you know, when he came, when he told us, you know, he thought we were, you know, he, he was like, oh, you crazy, you know, you know. And me and him just thought, me and my father thought that was the funniest thing ever. You know what I'm saying? Like, this guy is really mad at us. He's really, he's ready to curse us out, you know. And, and our house getting mad at us, you know. So, uh, but yeah, we, um, uh, you know, we, we asked for that. Well, we kind of went back and forth. They told us we were crazy. And then that whole summer, basically, you know, our mindset when the family was, we know we got, you know, we're at least going to, you know, reach for seven seven figures. And, but my my father was a football guy too. You know what I'm saying? And he he was like, listen, man. He was like, we ain't ever had the money. You know what I'm saying? So let's, you know, just train and enjoy your summer with your friends. And you probably never seen them again. Either go to college or, or professional boy. You know, you never see them again. So, you know, enjoy yourself as much as you can. But by that time, you know, especially when you live in that small town like that, I couldn't enjoy my every time I'm going out. Why are you not signing? What you doing? What's going on? You know, you're hearing those questions. So I went, I'd be like a vampire. I didn't come out until about 9, 10 o'clock at night, you know, and in the summertime. And I just lift, you know, go to the gym and come home. 
And we went back and forth. I remember the Royals called calling me one time. They brought they put George on the phone with me, and you know, I knew George Brett was good. You know what I mean? I didn't realize how good he was until I got over there with the Royals. But you know, I'm a David Winfield guy, Willie Randolph guy. You know what I mean? So my <laughs> mindset is like, George, you call George calling and talking to me. I you know, and I remember the phone conversation. It went kind of like you know, hey, D, George, how are you? Blah blah blah. You know, I was like, hey, how are you doing, George? Hey, all right, man. You know, you can't. You know, when I signed back in so and so seventy three or whatever he signed, he's like, I signed for X Y Z. You know, all these little thousands of dollars and all that. You make your money in the big leagues. Blah, 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 blah. I said, oh uh, yeah, I, okay, George. Well, listen, nice to meet you. Can you put whatever on the phone? You know, I'm like, who cares? I'm like, I'm like, I'm not impressed with George Brett. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Let's talk some numbers. You know what I'm saying? And then it was like I said, I didn't realize how big of a you know a star guy he was until. I got to, you know what I'm saying, to the world. If you weren't a Yankee player, I knew who George Brett was, but if you wasn't playing for the Yankees, I could care less about you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. so that was my mindset at that time. But um, and then it just kind of lingered. I ended up going to orientation in July with the University of Maryland. And once that happened, you know, I kind of, you know, re, 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 you know rejuvenated my, my football college life. And I was like, man, you know, college baseball, I mean, uh, professional baseball would be great. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, you know, look at these girls here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, look, I could play in front of 60,000, You know what I mean? Like, man, you know what I mean? Like, oh, man. So I called the Royals right after I came back from orientation. And I said, listen, can can I do the two-sport thing, meaning, you know, play professionally in the summer and, and you know, go to school? You know, you guys, you know, help me pay for school or whatever with the contract that, I'm, you know, I signed. And they thought about it. About a week later, Art Stewart at the time was a scouting director, called me back, and Art was like, uh, no, D, with the whole Bo Jackson that just happened about five years earlier, you know, losing Bo, he was like, nah, you know, we're not willing to do that, you know, whatever. And I was like, okay. So um, by that time, you know, the the world was low, kind of, you know, low-balling, daring me to go to school type of thing, you know. They didn't think I was serious about playing football, you know. And uh, so I called the Maryland coaches after that, and I said, listen, um, you know, it was total kind of communication with them. And I, I said, you know, in about a week or so, I'm going to make my decision. And, uh, you know, the Royals are not giving us what we want. And, you know, basically, I may end up coming to school, in which they were happy. But all the football players that I knew at the time, the guys that ended up going to, you know, NFL, like Jermaine Lewis, playing for the uh, Ravens for a little bit, and the uh, Chad Scott played with Steelers. You know, I had developed a relationship with those guys at Maryland. And they were like, dude. Take that damn money and go. What, what you talking about football, man? What you doing? <laughs> I was like, man, I love football. Though. He's like, man, you going to kill your body out here, man? Go play baseball. And I was like, ah, I know, I know. But, I, you know. So, anyway, long story short, I was supposed to report for Maryland at August, on August 4th. I'm hoping I'm not talking to you here. I'm, I'm no, fine, this is but, great. This is great. Okay, cool. Um, on August 4th, I uh, I, I was going to make my decision, you know, because uh, that was the first day. August 5th was the first practice of Maryland football. And, uh, you know, I was supposed to report to school. So August 4th came. I remember this like, you know, well, I'm getting, you know, re-talking re- this almost 20 years ago. But I remember my agent was in Kansas City because they were playing the Yankees. And my agent had Puchito. It was his rookie year. And he was in Kansas City. And <laughs> he calls me during the game. And he says, they they ain't budget, man. Go to school, man. He says it just like that. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah, man. He goes, they ain't budget, man. Go to school. 
Uh, he's like, listen, I'll be here in three years. You know what I'm saying? I know how much you love football, man. You're a two-sport guy. Go play football and baseball. And, you know, I was going to play baseball too in Maryland too, you know. And uh, he's like, go down there, you know, and do it. And I was like, all right, cool. So I, I called Maryland guys right after that. And uh, it was maybe about 6, 7 o'clock in the evening. Uh, and, you know, right, I guess right after batting, batting practice or whatever. And he called me in the, in the tunnels and and uh, basically said, uh, so I called Maryland. I said, I'm coming. They were high-fiving in the back. Because they, they didn't think they had a chance of me coming, you know. Yeah. I told them I was coming. And uh, so – I remember I'm packing up my stuff because, you know, we were kind of halfway packed, but not really, you know. And I remember distinctly my mother crying, you know. My mother was crying like, how can you give up this money? How can you, you know, whatever. My father was like, F this. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we going to shoot for this NFL, man. We ain't got it already, Mary. Calm down. We, we ain't got the money. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we, we, we ain't going to miss something we ain't never had, you know. So let's let's go, you know. And we were arguing back and forth. And a part of me was like, damn, you know what I'm saying? I'm turning away you know, potentially to go, you know, to, you know, play professional baseball, you know, but I'm like, okay, but football, you know, I'm like, yo, I'm going out to Maryland, you know, people going, you know, I was more people thinking I was crazy for giving up that money. That was more what I was worried about then, than, <laughs> you know, going, you know, like, that's, that's what my worry was. I'm like, these people going to go down there and be like, what the hell are you doing here? You know what I'm saying? Because all I could think about those two football players in my mind, you know, telling me like, you got to go play some damn baseball, you know? But anyway, long story short, Art Stewart calls me late, about 10 o'clock. I'm scheduled to get on the bus. I My parents weren't even going to drive me uh, because it was so last minute. I was going to get on the Greyhound bus that morning with all my stuff and uh, just take a bus down there and be there for the morning. They had a press conference and stuff. I was going to be there. And, you know, Maryland was big and close to USA Today. So, you know, USA Today, people were calling me all the time. And <laughs> I had a press conference set for that morning. And Art Stewart called me about 10 o'clock that night. And it was like, hey, what do we need to do to get this fine? You know, get this done. And I was like, oh, you know, I really wanted this. And, you know, da 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 da. So he was like, so we give you this, you'll come, you'll come, you know, whatever, right? And I was like, yeah, you know, I didn't get the money I want, but I had some, you know, large incentives, right? So I was like, if you could, you know, because they kind of took all the incentives off and kind of just dared me to go to school. You know, that's you know, right when my, 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 you know, Casey called me earlier that day. So I guess they, you know, found out I was going. You know, what I mean, I guess Casey told him that like, he's going to school, and they called me back about ten o'clock that night. And, you know, boom, we talked about a few things. I didn't get the money I want, but I got the incentives that they, the Royals had to go off the field, and we got it done. And so, yeah, that was my 10-minute, you know, <laughs> speech on was it a tough decision. So that's how I came down to, yeah, the, the night before I was supposed to report to Maryland the day I signed. Yep. How? So I agreed to sign. Were the, yeah. did, the Baron, did the Maryland coaches have any hard feelings or anything? No, no. Because you know, they, they, they know how, you know, they're like, you know, they 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 automatically in their mind already thought that I was gonna go play professional baseball anyway. Who who gives up a first round potential seven figure deal? You know what I'm saying? Who does that? You know what I mean? So when he when I told them I was coming, they were high fiving whatever. But when I called them back, you know, which I I couldn't reach until early that morning. So they already expecting me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they already expecting me. So I called them. You know, this is. Uh, this is before cell phones, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Is, so you had to wait for them to get back in the office and everything. So, you know, I called them back, and they I left a message, and they called me back early that morning. Hey, dude, we totally understand. And, you know, if it's that head coach, and again, fired the next year anyway. But, um, yeah, so that was that was my story. And, and I reported to uh, Kansas City, I think, two or three days later. Um, and, you know, came, and they announced me at the game. And the rest is history, you know? 
Wow. What a lot for a 18-year-old kid to go through, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I kind of say it was fun. Yeah. yeah. It was fun. Well, so you get in – so that summer then you played seven games then for the Gulf Coast Royals. And then the next year, 1997, be a great year for you. So you're the Northwest League – you're an all-star there. You're co-Royals Minor League Player of the Year with Jeremy Giambi. And then you're the right. Northwest League MVP for the Spokane Indians. You hit 13 home right. runs, 73 RBIs, 326, 968 OPS. So, you know, how, first of all, how tough was it being halfway across the – or not halfway, literally uh, all the way across the country? And then yeah. second of all, you know, favorite memories of Spokane? Oh man, it was it was a double double thing. You know, it was, it was one way it was way across the country, out of the middle of nowhere to me. But you understand, like I'm coming from New York down to Florida, where it was a hundred degrees and and GCL, and then I went right back to extended spring training. And you know, the fans ain't gonna understand it, but the players who've been through it understand what that is all about. It's just basically two or three months more of just extra practice. You know, for guys who are not ready, you know what I'm saying, to to play a, a long season uh, minor league year, and because I signed so late, you know, I pretty much knew, you know, I didn't I didn't want to do it, but I kind of knew that was going to be my route um, to, you know, that start that '97 season. So I remember, I don't know how many times, uh, sitting out in that outfield, eight o'clock in the morning, and there's bugs everywhere. It's about ninety some degrees. <laughs> <laughs> and it was nothing but cows in the damn, you know, they don't switch, they don't fix it up. I was, we, we shared the complex with the Minnesota Twins. And all I can remember sitting out there doing, you know, outfield drills and during the game at 12 o'clock, just cows mooing the whole game, right? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, if I could see my, my scout Ray Jackson right now, hit him right in his chest because he lied to me. He told me it was going to be fans in the minor league. He told me it was going to be fun to get up to the major league. He told me all of this. I said, here I am. It's, it's about six people in the stands, and two of them are pictures, you know, doing the charts, and the rest are like girlfriends, local girlfriends that some of the guys have just met. You know what I'm saying? I was like, this is this is what it is. You know what I'm saying? So when I got when they told me, and then they threatened that Jersh, uh, Jersh was the minor league director, Jersh, the third base coach of the yeah, world, yeah. you know? Yeah, Jersh was the minor league direct, uh, minor league uh, coordinator at the time. We used to come down there threatening me, talking about, well, if you don't hit above, if you don't get to these numbers, you ain't you're gonna stay down here, D. Come on, what are you gonna do? And I was saying like two twenty and, and extended, just you know, just I, I don't know, I was I don't know, I was just bored and just you know, I don't know, I, I was one of those that I was like Jersh, man, I, I was like trust me, when I, you get me in front of some fans, you know what I'm saying, like. I'm ready to go. You know what I mean? I'm ready to show. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I just want to be around some fans. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what I, you know, and, and I envision in my mind in baseball was like fans and even in the minor league. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, fans and people going crazy and, and you know, I'm, I need that juice. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I need that juice. And he's like, I don't know if you're going to get there. Then you better turn this around. Right? So, sure enough, they, I, you know, I did just enough to get to, to Spokane. And I just remember the first day, it was 7,000 fans there opening night. It could have been 70,000 to me coming from GCL. You know what I'm saying? It was like, I was like, oh, my God, we got some fans, and it's, and it's loud, and it's fireworks. I'm like, we ready. And and some triggered, and I just, you know, boom, I went out. I mean, and, and it was just fun. You know what I mean? I was having so much fun playing baseball. This is what I envisioned, you know, when I signed. And even though it was way out in Spokane, you know, I was just happy to be a fan. Now, I ain't going to lie to you. You know, two months into the season and those 14-hour bus rides, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> you know, from Medford, Oregon, way down to Southern Oregon to Spokane, <laughs> you know, it was it, those rides, you know, used to get 
pretty, you know, pretty tough with them bus rides. And then, you know, the, the, the best and the worst experience, of course, I had a great year. But the worst experience used to be the overnight bus rides. We would, you know, drive all night. And I used to sleep in between the and on the bus. I used to sleep on the floor with a little blanket, on, you know, on those little, you know, you know like a, a chartered bus in between the aisles like that was you know because i couldn't sleep on the on the chair i couldn't get no you know like i, I just couldn't lay out like i wanted to so i would sleep on the floor <laughs> with a little pillow on a hard floor and you know drinks and stuff again roll you know you know spilling on you and you know but I, I didn't care i was just happy to you know be laying down catching some bees early in the morning we had a pitching coach god bless his soul he ended up dying he had a heart attack years ago but the pitching coach name is shad crawford played in the major leagues with the red sox <laughs> he would blast country music early in the morning like to wake us up now you gotta understand i'm from new york i, I think yeah. i made no kenny rogers maybe one or two songs and and billy ray cyrus a can break your heart that's about the only two country songs i knew in my life you know what i'm saying and he would blast that thing and wake us up and it, it got to be so annoying that i literally would want to fight him you know what i mean like i was like why you know it's like i never heard so much country music in my life you know what i'm saying and it was like Man, you know what I mean? But that was, but overall, though, my whole experience for Spokane was, was great. You know what I mean? My parents got a chance to come out there and, uh, you know, see me play. They traveled all across the country because they were still living in New York at the time. And um, so, yeah, Spokane was a great, you know, great time. It was just, it was, to me, it was, it was like what I felt like you know, when I signed, like it was going to be, you know what I mean? Like baseball fans. And, you know, I was just so happy to get out of Florida, you know what I mean? I've been practicing every day and playing games to a normal game schedule, you know? So 1998, then it's another great year for you. Then, so both you know, team wise, you guys win the Carolina League Championship with the Blue Rocks. You eventually right. get the September call up. Before we talk about the September call up, then I mean, you help lead the Blue Rocks there. You OPS 749 again, very tough, um, you know, hitters league there with the parks and the yeah. pitching there. 10 and 58, so you did really good. You were only 20 years old at that point. So before we right. talk about the big league call up, you know, how about your times in Wilmington? I was great, man. I love Wilmington. Um, coming from Spokane. Wilmington where I'm just a little over two hours from my house, you know, and you know, on off days, I would go to, to New York, you know, and spend time, and I bring some of my friends, we go up to the city and we would shop, you know, and, and Philly was right there, um, and just the yeah, the, the minkers, uh, donors, it was great people, man, just, you know, just good people. I struggled mightily. We had an awesome team assembled um, I remember that spring training going into, I never, I mean, I haven't been in a lot of camps, you know, over the years, but that particular spring training camp team, it was a buzz, you know what I mean, around, you know, that team. Uh, we had the Lansing team, you know, the low A team at that time had just won, I think, one or two rings in a row. And, you know, they had the, they had the uh, batting champion from, the Midwest League. Then you had Carlos Beltran, who was coming back to Wilmington that year because he had struggled in Carolina League that year, or uh, the year before. He was coming back. You had, uh, you know, the pitching staff. We had, you know, a couple of first-rounders, me and then somebody else. You know, I'm coming off the MVP. And, you know, in spring training, we were just mauling dudes. You know what I mean? Like, you know, a little minor league game. We were just beating guys at 15 to 1. 52. We had a young hitting coach at the time named Kevin Long. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He was our hitting coach. Our manager was Daryl Evans. You know what I'm saying? Long time Tigers guy. And, uh, you know, of course, Kevin ended up going, being with the Yankees for many years and, you know, with the Mets now. But Kevin was a young hitting coach at the time. 
getting us all locked in. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was, you know, we went out there to, to Wilmington and we started off hot. And I struggled mightily the first half, you know what I mean? Like, I was overwhelmed, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and nagging little, nagging little hand injuries and stuff kind of derailed me. But I had a great second half. And, um, you know, Beltran got moved up halfway during the year. And, you know, that's kind of right when I, t- I kind of took off. And I started having a, you know, decent year. And, uh... <laughs> Yeah, we ended up winning it, and I, you know, and at that time, and I guess it's, I don't, even, I don't, is are, are we still in Kansas City, still in Wilmington, or, or what? Yeah, yeah, they still are. Yeah, they still there. Okay, so I, I mean, you know, at that time, it was like a, a rite of passage, like you had to win the Carolina championship. Like the Royals were always, you know, at least up there. You know what I'm saying? And, and at least are competing for it. And uh, yeah, we, you know, I helped them win it, and um, you know, it was, it was a. It was a great time. You know, I finished the year, you know, good and helped the team win a championship. And, uh, yeah, and then I got my call up. Yeah, so Wilmington, I love Wilmington. That was my favorite place in the minor leagues to play, obviously, you know, being in New York and on the East Coast and, you know, my family and, you know, high school friends and stuff would come see me play, come hang out and see me play, you know. And, uh, man, I love those times, you know. Yeah, I think uh, they went to the Red Sox for maybe four years, but they came back to the Royals. So yeah, okay, it, it yeah, still I'm is. Gonna hurry. I know they had switched. Yeah, I know yeah. they had switched. Yeah. So that September call up then. So first of all, were you mm-hmm. expecting to go to the major leagues? You know, you're still so young. You're in high A ball. Were you, were you expecting yeah. that? And then how did you get the news? Yeah, that was one of those incentives that they put in because they didn't give me the money that I want to you. Oh, earlier. okay. Yeah, so I had a Josh Booty type uh, call up, and so. Yes, it was it was good to know, and I knew I was going. I wasn't ready at all, you know what I mean? Obviously, in 250 and a But the Royals brass came in town during the championship series in Wilmington and asked me not to go up. And my agent and I, we discussed it, and it was a money figure that we were going to ask the Royals to give us if we didn't get called up. And they didn't, you know, they said no. So I got called up, and... I didn't, you know, that kind of was the beginning of the, the relationship with the Royals that, you know, <laughs> you know, it was just one of these underlying little things, you know what I'm saying, with the Royals, between me and the Royals, you know, and um, it started then, you know what I mean, because at the time, the manager, Tony Musa, you know, he, he, he barely didn't talk to me during that whole time, and I'm not saying he told me whatever, but, you know, as, as I got older, I understood more, like, wow, you know, I caught somebody a spot on a roster, you know, an older veteran, you know, and, and you know, friend. I, 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 you know, when I became that guy, I understood, you know what I'm saying, you know, how, why they treated me that way, you know, when I first got called up, you know. And uh, it wasn't, you know, I wasn't, you know, you know, like top pro, you know, like, you know, Belgium, you know, I, I actually got called up with Beltron. That was his first call up. And um, Chris Hatcher, a couple other guys, Jeremy Giambi's first call up that year too. And, um you know, those guys kind of had earned it, you know what I mean? Had did their thing in the upper levels in the minor leagues. And, you know, so I kind of, you know, I was just, you know, one of those guys that was there contractually. I kind of tried to stay away. And Scotty Leyes, who played with the Twins, uh-huh. was, he was in this his year. And uh, Terry Pendleton, that was his last year playing. Um, they kind of took me on the, on the, you know, under their wing and treated me okay. You know, how 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 Hal Morris, too. Hal was pretty cool, but he, he played with my old agent in college. So he kind of, you know, was one of those, you know, I guess made him, hey, look out for him a little bit. But, you know, he would say things to me like, hey, D, man, a lot of guys are pissed, you know, over, you know, over this whole thing with you. You 
know, just just shut your mouth and just do your work here. He's like, it ain't your fault. It's contractually they signed it, but they pissed at you because you honored your contract. You know, he's like, don't worry about it. You know, whatever, whatever. And I was like, cool. So I only spent, a, you know, two weeks, but I was, a, you know, I didn't. It was a very long two weeks. It wasn't like, you know, most guys, when they get the call up, they're happy and they made it. You know, mine was like, okay, I'm ready to go home. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not wanted here. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you know, I call somebody's job and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm you know, and I kind of knew deep down. You know, of course, I knew I didn't really deserve to be there, you know what I'm saying, numbers wise, you know? So, um, but I, you know, at that time, the Royals brass, certain guys up top and coaches, they they started forming that mindset of he don't deserve to be here. He's getting it handed to him. You know what I'm saying? And I understand. You know, as I got older, I would think the same thing. You know, but you know, it's like it, I'm naive to all of this at the time. I'm 20 years old. I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, hey, you know, you put in my contract. I know I didn't have a good year. You know, you, you know, we you didn't want us to be here, but you didn't want to pay me not to be here. You know, because you know you get extra years. You know, it's about counting towards your service time and stuff. You know, so you guys didn't want to pay whatever. So you know, I didn't want it to be about the money, you know what I'm saying? It was just, but it ended up being like that. And from that point on, it was like, you know, uh, D, you know, you know, everything is handed to D and, you know, all that. And that's when the, the ball started rolling with this whole thing of, like, you know, I want things handed to me type of thing. And it wasn't even the case, you know what I'm saying? I just put a bad, it just put a bad taste in the mouth with the Royals and, you know, so, you know. It is what it is. It was just the start of something that at that time I didn't know. I didn't know, but I, you know, as I got older and speaking to different, you know, guys in the organization, it was like, hey, that that kind of get it, got the ball rolling. Well, I mean, they didn't want to pay you, so I mean, they put it in the contract, yeah. you know. So yeah, exactly, it's their, exactly, it's their right. fault, you know, right. during that time. So yeah. you did, yeah. uh, you went zero for three that month, like you said. You did score a run as a pinch yeah. runner against Oakland, but then so oh wow, okay. the, the next year is nineteen ninety nine. So that's right. another great year. Royals minor league player of the year. You combined the three stops for three eighteen twenty five and one hundred and two. Wilmington, Wichita, and Kansas City. I want to ask you about. Uh, a couple of moments with Wilmington. Do you remember hitting for the cycle? You had seven RBIs at Myrtle Beach, and then do you remember, yeah. I think it was the next yeah. night, you hit the game-tying homer against Kenston in the ninth and the game-winner in the 11th. Do you remember you know those oh, moments? Was that, was that back-to-back night? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I knew I did it. I didn't know it was back-to-back night. So. Yeah. 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 I, um, I just remember 99. I remember I worked harder than I ever had. You know, when you get a taste of the major leagues, you see I was done, you know what I mean? And it's like, I knew I didn't have that type of year, and I knew it was a good chance. Because I remember during spring training, I actually thought I was going to go to double-A. Because um, uh, John Miserock was the manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and Rock kind of was like, he was like, D, during spring training, he's like, listen, you're not going to make the double-A team. Cause they didn't even they didn't even start me in a double A. You know you had to usually start you in the double A team and move you down to the A ball if you're gonna you know in the minor yeah, leagues yeah. spring training. Yeah, they didn't even, they just started me at A ball and told me straight up like you're not gonna make double A because you know blame it on Beltron. That's what they said. Blame it on Beltron. <laughs> he was like because <laughs> Beltron struggled in '97, came back in '98 and and tore up you know Carolina League and then tore up double A double A that year and that year in spring training he was slotted to be the starting center fielder, which he ended up being, and the rest is history for Beltran's career and then becoming rookie of the year, right? Right. So this was before, you know, his rookie year. This is going into his first full season, and they're like, blame it on Beltran. He's like, 
he struggled in 97 but came back and whatever. So they're going to do the same thing with you. But I was like, listen, Beltran hit, you know, and at that time I'm, I knew, you know, we all know each other's numbers. I was like, Beltran hit 210 in Carolina League his first year. I was like, at least I hit 250, you know what I'm saying, 260 almost. You know what I'm saying? I was like, <laughs> and, you know, I'm trying to plead my case because I didn't, you know, nobody likes to keep going. Nobody wants to go back, you know. So I, they were like, they ain't going to work. So basically they, you know, but I bust my butt uh, that off season. I trained really, really hard. And, uh, you know, I train you hard every year, but it was just one of those, you know, I had got that taste of the major leagues, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, man, I, you know, I knew it was a good chance I may have to go back to A-ball. So I trained really hard. Um, I used to train down in AP, uh, it's called IPI in Bradenton. And uh, right now it's called IMG Academy now. But, um, you know, back in the days, you know what I'm saying, the Royals just used to not want me to go there. You know what I mean? They, they wanted me to come train with them. But now, you know, and the guy who was heading that used to move to API in Tempe where they have all the first-round picks of football and all those guys. But the head, the head guy over there, the world used to tell me not to go. They, oh, you're doing too much and all of that. Now they, they end up sending players. Like I remember the Jesus was young and Ken Harvey and all those guys, when they were coming up, they started sending those guys there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, oh, I thought you didn't want us to train here. Oh, now you're sending guys here? Like, you see what's going on over here now? So anyway, you know, but uh, <laughs> the uh, – yeah, 99 season, I came off and just started, you know, I, I, I got hot very early. I, I locked in for spring training, cat on league, you know, boom. I, I, I just I just remember I didn't, I didn't want to be, I didn't feel like I was, you know, I felt like I was better, you know what I'm saying, than that league. And, you know, and I just came from the major leagues and, you know, and I just, you know, you know, had a, had a good, you know, a good little run. I, I knew the Carolina League was tough. You know, that, that was, you know, all the minor leagues, double A, triple A, well, that's the toughest league to me, I felt like, you know what I'm saying, pitching-wise. And, um, you know, I had a nice little run out there. So, yeah, I, rem- I remember I remember hitting for the cycle in Myrtle Beach. I just didn't re- realize it was the next night in Kingston. I didn't I didn't realize it was back-to-back nights. So, uh, but, yeah, I remember that. I, I didn't know I had seven RBIs either. I just remember hitting for the cycle. So, you see? You know, yeah. This is why you need me yeah. to build you up here, man. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it, man. You make it feel good, man. Back to back nights. Yeah. You know, when I think about that cycle, I remember sliding into third base just being tired. You know what I mean? Because I remember that was the first year in Merrill Lynch. I'm Merrill Lynch. Merrill the money on my mind. But the Merrill, uh, Merrill, uh, <laughs> Merrill Beach. And, uh, the, uh, and I remember the first two nights. I had a friend of mine go to college in Coastal Carolina right there outside of Myrtle Beach. Uh-huh. And I just remember it was the first year that Myrtle Beach opened there. And I just remember the first two nights hanging out with my friend and basically going like 0 for 7 the first two games. <laughs> just, just not getting no sleep, hanging out. And I just remember it was hot that day. It was day game. And I just like, man, I got to salvage, I got to salvage, you know, the series, you know what I'm saying? I got to have me some good game, you know? And I just, boom, I had one of those days. It just locked in. And then, you know, yeah, so I felt really, really good about you know those, uh, you know those Carolina days and stuff. So yeah, I I, I remember those back to back. I didn't know it was back to back, but I remember both. You know, both of those uh, games. Yeah. So. Well, then you get called up to Wichita. But you're you're in Wichita for a hot minute. You're not there very long, and then so September call up happens again in '99. You, you get your first big league hit. It's September 5th of '99 against the Blue Jays. It's off Kelvin Escobar. So what do you remember about that moment? And then do you still have that baseball? Yeah, I still had the baseball. I remember it was a, it was a jam shot, <laughs> like bleeder, in between. I can't remember between first or second or sec or over the, towards third base. I can't remember whatever. I just remember <laughs> Calvin, who I ended up being you know good friends with at the time. Later, later on, and you know, and you know Escobar looking at me like that. He was young at the time, flamethrower throwing ninety seven, 
and he's just looking at me like, with that look. And I remember Carlos Delgado was our first day like, D, you going to take that? You going to take that? You going to take that? <laughs> I was like, hey, listen, yes. Yes, I am. Yes, please. Give me the ball. Yeah. And he started laughing. And uh, that's what I remember about that. Yeah, it was like a jam shot. It was like a little, you know, like <laughs> almost a swinging bunt. You know what I'm saying? Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, goodness. So, so 2000 the next year then. You're in Omaha. You get the call up again. Uh, but let's talk right. about Omaha. So Omaha, you had 23 home runs, team high, 70 RBIs. You stole 20 bags that year as well. Uh-huh. Now, Omaha and Rosenblatt Stadium, what are your favorite you know, memories of that? Uh, I remember the stadium was short. Like It was just a home run. It was 360, 365 at them, during them days in a gap. You know what I mean? Uh, it was just one thing about you coming from Wilmington to AA and AAA at that time, and you go from like a graveyard to like bandbox in both of those stadiums. Yeah. You know? yeah. And and I just remember Omaha I, I just remember I hated Omaha. Like I just remember this out I know people from Omaha don't get on me, but <laughs> I didn't like that city. I just didn't like I didn't like Richard Gold either as far as the city, you know because you know you come from Wilmington, you have the house, you know, you're right there, you're on the east coast and you come to Wichita. But I was like you said, I was just in Wichita for just, you know, a hot second, two months and you know, I had a I just went off there. I, I like hitting in Wichita. But I don't remember, like, doing much in Wichita. I just go to play. You know, I was there for just a hot minute. But Omaha, oh, my God. Like, I, you know, it's funny that, like, when I got there, you know how sometimes you just uh, uh, you get a premonition and you just, I don't know, like, I don't know. Like, it was just some my first month or so there, I just was like, I had this gut feeling like, oh, I got to get up out of here. I cannot spend a whole, you know, I can't be one of these career guys. I, oh, my God. And I, I don't know about, you know, you speak stuff into existence. You know what I'm saying? It was like, I just remember saying something like that. Like, oh, my God, like, I cannot be here. Like, this is, you know, not fun. I'm like, this is a big old stadium and there's like 300 fans there. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, you got this big $25,000, you know, 25,000 stadium with 300 fans a day. It was like, it was, it was not fun. It was not fun at all. And, uh, I just remember the, you know, and, and I was getting my, my, my rear, my rear end handed to me, you know, by the older veteran pitchers, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and I kind of went down there with attitude, and you know, I, I, it's a lot of things I wish I could have changed. You know, Dave, I, I definitely did. But again, I used to take with Mr. Rock, who was my manager in AAA that year. He was a manager Double A. He was manager. I took what he said to heart the year before, and when he said, you know, sorry, you know, Beltran, you know, messed it up for you. So '99, Beltran goes and hit 30 home runs and 100 RBIs, but you know, whatever. I had, you know, if you look at A ball and Double A that year. You know, the year uh, Beltran had the 98, I had better numbers both both levels, you know what I'm saying, than he had, you know what I mean? And I'm like, he goes and goes his 30 home runs. So now they come to me talking about I got to go back to AAA. Now, granted, I've never stepped foot on one AAA field, but I'm upset that I'm going to AAA. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, like, You know what I mean? And and my mind, instead of just being like, oh, my mind is like, man, I should be in the big league. Man. You know, that's how my mind was, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, they said I was just like Beltran, but why? Why am I, you know what I'm saying, why am I stuck here? You know, I'm stuck here. You know what I mean? Like, here I am, 22 years old, first, you know, like, you know, like, you know, all these other guys are veterans, and, you know, and I'm just like, I shouldn't be here. And and then I kind of didn't have the proper mindset going there, and it was cold, and there was nobody there. It just wasn't fun, and I just struggled. The first two months of the year, just struggled. And uh, like a buck something, you know what I mean? Just, just, just struggling, and then I kind of, 
you know, I'm, I'm sure you know, I don't, you know, you will bring it up, but I'll bring it up, whatever. I got into it with Miserat, um, and uh, I got into it with him over base running. He took me out of a game, and, you know, I was frustrated, and, you know, I had things going on outside of baseball at the time that kind of affected me, and, you know, my mind wasn't truly, you know, there. And I blew up on him, and I said some things I, you know, I wish I could take back at the time, but I blew up on him, you know what I mean? It was just, and, you know, they suspended me, and, you know, I was pissed because I just had, I, the night before, for Ryan Franklin played, you know, ended up playing a long time in the major leagues. I hit a couple home runs off of him the night before, you know what I mean? I had two home run night off of him. I kind of felt like I was, you know, I always felt like my swing always, you know, came around with the weather, you know what I mean? It was like as soon as it got hot, you know, I started getting hot myself, and I was like, I'm getting locked in. And I just remember Bob Hagman was the scouting director, like, "Dude, you know, we're gonna take guys out who who don't run the bases. So, you know, you know, we're looking for guys to take out." And I'm like, "Why are you coming talking to me about that? Like, I'm locked in. Like, leave me alone. Let me play. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and first first AB, Sean, hit a ground ball. It was one of them 11 o'clock games in, in Omaha, Nebraska, in the midweek. Nobody there. And boom. <laughs> and they took me out. Of, you know, took. And I just saw it. I was. I just was fuming. I was like, "They gonna take me out of this game." I was like, "Don't do it, D. Don't do it." But I couldn't. I couldn't help. I was like, "I blew up." I was like, "Ah." You know, and I said some things, and I left the field, and they ended up suspending me. And, and so that was kind of like strike two with the Royals, you know what I mean? Because they already had their mind going, like, oh, the, you know, when I put up numbers, they can't say nothing, you know? But, you know, when I was struggling, and, you know, now the whole 98 thing is coming up, uh, he, he thinks he does, you know, all of this. He thinks he, you know, doesn't you know, have to do these things, and he's this. He thinks he's bigger than this and that, da 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 And, you know, right. And, you know, so it is strike two, you know what I mean? Like, and I've, I had a, you know, one of my boys, uh, I'm good, I still talk to him to this day from time to time, Frank White, you know, you know, Frank. So, of course. You know, yeah, Frank was like, you know, he told me later on, you know, and Frank was the main, uh, at that time, he was the first base coach in the big leagues. And he's like, man, dude, when we heard about that, boom, 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 that just put an X on, your, X on your back. You know, like he was a marked man after that whole, you know, thing with Miserock happened in AAA. I didn't know at the time. He told me this years later, you know what I'm saying? Like a few years later. And he was like, yeah, dude, you became a marked man, you know? I was like, really? He was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. So, you know, uh, but, yeah, so when I kind of came back, you know, they labeled me bad attitude, you know, this and that and all of that, which, you know, I didn't feel like I felt like I had a great attitude. I think all my teammates enjoyed being around me and all of that. But, you know, I just, it's just, you know, and they always told me in the minor leagues it's hard to, you know, labels, it's hard to, you know, remove those labels that you get, you know? And uh, so – I came back and I finished up the year. I got hot and, you know, I finished up the year, you know, me and Rock just put our differences, you know, aside and, you know, I just had to end up, you know, having a decent year. You know, I struck out a bunch, um, but, uh, you know, like I said, you know, led the team in home runs and uh, I don't know about Ariad, but, you know, stolen bases and stuff. So I know I ended up winning Omaha team guy, you know, player of the year type thing where they had a little award for me at the end of the year. So, you know, yeah. Now, did you uh, smooth things over eventually then with Miserock? You know what? Uh, I never – oh, I did. I did. I came back down a couple times from the big leagues down to, to AAA, you know, with injuries and stuff. I never really played for him again, I don't, I don't think. Um, but uh, we were all right. You know, it was one of those that, you know, it was – Rock was one of those guys, you know what I'm saying? Rock was one of those, he liked you, he ride for you, and, and, and he did, he'll, <laughs> and I ain't gonna lie, like, other guys, like, oh my God, like, 
he has a sense of humor. He's like one of them, like he'll get, he'll get on you. You know what I mean? Like with his with his jokes, with his humor, and he'll embarrass you at times. You know, and he didn't he didn't joke too much about you know with me too much. He was just like one day he'll just like I'm in '99 in Wichita. He'd just be like, one day we're playing against Tulsa. He's like, D, I, I was wearing uh, plastic cleats, you know, little rubber cleats, you know. <laughs> I wasn't wearing metal cleats. D, go change. I was like, change what? He's like, your cleats. I was like, why? He's like, because I said so. And I was like, I've, I've been wearing these pretty much all, you know, what's up? And I'm like, Yo, you, know, I, you know, I used to have orthotics. Well, I still wear orthotics. I have flat feet. And sometimes I used to save my feet, you know what I mean, when I wear the plastics, you know. And my feet be barking a little bit. He was like, I don't care about your feet or well, your old man feet, whatever. Just go back. And I was like, Mom, man, what, you know, like it would just be one of those days. He would just be like pissed, you know what I mean? Like just out of nowhere. And I'd be like, You really like you? Yes, yes. You do you want to play today? I was like, Yeah. He's like, Well, go change. I was like, All right, man. So then I go, and then just so happened that day, I go hit two home runs that day, right? And he goes, Uh, D Brown, uh. And, you know, just how he talks. He's like, oh, don't effing with him then. He goes, don't effing with him then, plastic paint some more. Okay, all right. And just, you know, he's real, <laughs> you know. And, you know, he's real right to it. And, I, you know, in the back of my mind, I was like, damn, I wish I could get that to him. You know what I'm saying? But, but I'm happy I got the numbers. But it was just one of them, like, I just, you know, it just made him look right. You know what I mean? Like, ugh. You know what I mean? And then, so take me out of the game. for In 99, he did that in Wichita for, I remember I hit a, a linear down first base. The guy, the guy one hops. They, you know, on that turf in Wichita, he won. It was, you know, I know I don't know if it's turf now, but well, they don't play in Wichita. But he picks it. Uh, you know, I'm talking about I hit it hard. One, you know, one of one hoppers to first base. And he just, you know, catches the ball and steps on first base real fast. And you know, I think he's holding a guy on first base. <laughs> he takes me out of the game because he said I didn't look like I was going to run the ball hard. I said, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the type of stuff. Yeah, you weren't even out of the box yet, right? You're still at the batter's box. I'm not box. even out of the box. I was like, he's like, you didn't even look like you were about to run hard. I was like, you serious right now? Bro? He's like, yeah, go, 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 ahead, go, 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 change. You're out of the game. And you know, it, it may have been his way of like getting on me and maybe giving me a day off type of thing. But I'm like, just tell me that thing. You know what I mean? Like, why you? You know what I'm saying? So it looks in the reports that I, you know, I got kicked out of the game. And I remember like looking at him like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so, so we had a, you know, but it, but it. You know, I used to think he used to ride me, but I remember he ended up being the, you know, he, you know, we went, we won Wichita. He ended up being the the Royals minor league coach or whatever the year that year, and he got he went to the four league, and I remember him getting on my. I actually played with my boy, my my, my teammate in high school, Rob Bell, the one I was telling you, yeah. he was on my team, and and Eric Burns was one of the outfielders. We had Milton Bradley and everybody on the yeah. team. So Eric Burns was one of the outfielders. He, Eric Burns wasn't even playing. He wasn't even starting, right? And uh, <laughs> uh, Rock used to ride my boy Rob and Bernsey so bad. And uh, Adam Pyatt, who ended up winning the minor league player of the year that year. <laughs> with, uh, he rode those three guys so hard that I couldn't, you know, I could kind of look outside in, like, and I could just tell my boy Rob. So Rob would come to me like, yo, what's up, what's up with Rock? Like, what's up with him? I was like, yo, yo, Rob, that's just how he is, man. He's like, you get on this side. Like he just wanted them like Rock. I was like, you know, he kicked me out of you know, he took me out a couple of games, he just wanted them dudes. But but Rock, you know, because I was putting up these numbers, you know, he was he would, you know, play me every day, you know, left me alone and, you know, he would say good things about me to my face and, you know, like, hey, you know, because I knew I was doing good, so, you know, and to the brass and stuff, you know, I knew I used to hear articles and stuff 
and read articles that he was really talking nice, you know, of me. Because I was putting up, you know, I'm putting up great numbers. Hit 360 in two or three months, you know, in Wichita. So he couldn't say, uh, you know, his thing was like, every time I hit a bomb, y'all may watch, three, let's go! You know, one of those type of things, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, you know, but when he got on Burnsy and, 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 and Rob and them, like, he stayed on Burnsy. I used to feel so bad for Burns. <laughs> Burnsy used to come to me like, hey, man, what's up with this rock? Oh, my God, I can't stand this guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, he used to be... <laughs> So, you know, and I was like, yo, yo, Bernsey, that's just how he is. So, you know, like, so when we got to Omaha, I'm saying all this to say when I got to Omaha, it was just, you know, it was a year of building up. You know what I mean? All of this kind of building up. So when he, you know, took me out of that game and I'm struggling and I'm kind of going through stuff off field, it was like, I just blew up on him. You know what I mean? And then I got labeled as a bad attitude and all of this and all of that. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but that was my, but I, but yeah. So to answer your question, a few years later, I think I was with the, Angels or I can't remember Dodgers. I can't remember who I was with. The end of you know towards the end of my career, uh, he was with the he was in the bullpen. I can't remember what team he was on. I know I heard he's with the Phillies now, but this wasn't the Phillies. We were in Arizona, and I saw him and I ran into him and you know I just ever saw him and we and just hey how you been type of thing, short talk type of thing and you know it was one of those you know you know he gave me that look like man you know kind of like hey you know just keep hanging in there type of thing you know. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, at least he wrote. Yeah. At least he wrote everybody, so he didn't feel bad, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. That's what I said. Right. It he wasn't was personal. Them, yeah, right. It wasn't. It was just. He was just one of them dudes, man. And you know, my thing is though, I just didn't like how he. You know, it just it just kind of fueled the fire to the organization. Yeah. You know what I'm saying it was just yeah. you know it was just another guy. You know what I mean? It was like okay, you know, so. Yeah. Well, so you go back up that September. That's the the third time you had your first. You know, your first two big league RBIs were against Texas, and then the final game of the year, you kept the game going. Uh, you had the game tying final home game of the year, I should say. You had uh, you know the game tying uh, against uh, the RBI off Todd Jones of Detroit there. So so you got you know by the third time I'm thinking you guys feel like you belong, and then the next uh, that fall you go to the fall league, and then you know work hard. And finally, you make the opening day roster in KC in 2001. So, you know, how special was that? And do you have a cool story of how they told you you were going to make that roster? Yeah, man. It was, uh, you know, at that time I had struggled in AAA. And that offseason, I, I just was like, I'm going to do everything possibly right. I didn't go down to Bradenton and train down there in Bradenton like I had the previous three or four years. And I came up to Kansas City. And uh, I called Sergeant Max for Tim Maxey. I know he's with Cleveland for a very long time. I don't know if he's, I don't know where he's at now, but... Um, if he's still over, but Tim Maxey was a strength coach. And I remember I said, you know what? I'm going to go to Kansas City this well season and train, and I'm going to be one of the guys. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to, you know, blend in. And, you know, at that time, you know, the core group was, uh, you know, Beltron, Johnny. I mean, uh, well, Johnny got traded. And uh, it was Jermaine and uh, Sweeney. Quinny. Yeah, Quinny was trying to, you know, battle for the left field spot. You know, well, Quinny, yeah, Quinny had just came off of 20 home runs. I'm sorry, Quinny just came off of 20 home runs that year, his rookie year. And uh, so, you know, I was like, I don't know where I'm going to fit, but I'm like, I'm going to come up there because I was hearing rumblings that I was towards the end of my AAA year, I was getting traded. You know what I mean? They were talking about Kevin Towers was still looking for me. You know, like he was wanting me. You know, articles I was reading, and they had just released their first round of like two years, two or three years into the, to the, you know, his career. You know what I mean? So, uh, he was saying something like, you know, we really wanted the more Brown, but, you know, hey, you know, we picked this guy and, you know, we ended up getting released. So 
I was hearing through the grapevine that, you know, San Diego, all the guys in AAA was like, hey, dude, man, San Diego's great, man. You're going to, you know, and I ain't going to lie. Every time my phone would ring, I would think I was going to get traded, which is crazy. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but anyway, that all season, I went up there. I stayed with um, first-round pick for the uh, for the football was uh, Sylvester Morris that year. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Well, Sylvester, I had met him in Bradenton the year before, training in the off season. And when he was at Jackson State getting getting ready to go to the Combine, and we hit it off, you know. Uh, him, Thomas Jones, played a long time in NFL. All those guys are down there. And, uh, you know, we always train together in the all season. So, well, that, with that particular all season, those guys are getting ready for the Combine. And so it just so happened, Sylvester got drafted by the Chiefs. And I was like, oh, yo, cat. You know, that's what you call a cat. I was like, cat, you coming to KC? Uh. So that, that – um, that September, I got called up in Omaha. I stayed with Cat. You know, he had brought a house out there. You know, and I stayed with him that that you know during that time. And so when I left and came back to the off season, you know, that off season training, I stayed with him again. You know, and he and you know he was in out of the house playing during the season and stuff. So um, we were practicing at Mackin sites, and um, you know, I was getting ready, being around Jermaine. You know, spent a lot of time with Jermaine, and you know, me and him became, you know, started getting good friends. And um, you know, I already knew Quinny, you know, and, and of course Carlos. You know, I played with Carlos for a while in minor, so I, you know, we had a good relationship. And I was just, you know, like, hey, I'm going to train, be around the team. They're going to see because they always just tell me like, oh, they work, question my work ethic, you know, in the off season. They always do that, but then they come, they would come physically come down to Bradenton and see what we would do. This is that's why I kinda of told that story how they used to talk about how they wanted to, you know, my off season training, what I you know, they you know, my work ethic, but then they come and see what we do down there in Bradenton and then they you know, it just so happened three or four years later they start bringing all their top guys, Kevin you know, like I told you, Hobb and Jer- uh, I call it the Hazel Jersey, but Jers, you know, and <laughs> you know, they send all them guys down there. You know what I mean? I was like you know, before they used to question my work ethic, but then they end up sending them to the guys that I used to work out with all the time. So, you know, but I was like, I'm gonna go to Kansas City, even though I love my little people that I work out with in Bradenton. But I'm gonna go to Kansas City. They could see me personally working out and be around and all that type of stuff. And I didn't have a good all season. Worked out at Mackin Sites and with Sweeney and those guys and everything, because that's when they were kind of coming into their own. You know, I'm thinking Sweeney and those guys are just trying to put up their numbers and. um and a quick story, great story about this, right? So, <laughs> uh, I had met Albert Pujols at four league, you know. Uh, big Al, I used to call him. Al would come to me, you know, and, and, and be like, man, I love the way you hit, man. Uh, how you stay back on these balls? I'm, and I'm true story. I'm not saying that the fun also is just true story, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, you know what I'm saying? It was like, that was his year that he kind of went from A ball to AAA and, like, led the Memphis, Rev, you know, Rebbers here in Memphis, yeah, and, and balled out. And, and I just remember. You know, he, he we were in, in Scottsdale Stadium, and he just he pulled me over to the side. I was like, you know, we talked talking hitting, and I was like, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, what I'm saying he was like, how was the big league? So you know, I just got called, you know, up for the second time at that, well, third time then, yeah. And he was like, I was in the big league, I was already blah 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 blah, and you know, we were talking hitting and stuff, and we hit it off. You know, I was my boy. You know, we was cool people, and uh, and I was telling him about Kevin Long was my hitting coach at that time, and and the four league too, and Kevin used to say. Come in, come in, come in. And this is why we're on the bench. And he said, like, I love this kid's approach. Kevin Long, you know, God bless his soul. Like, I knew Albert could hit, but I, at that time, Albert was like, a, you know, nobody really knew him. You know right, I mean? yeah. You know, you had Jimmy Rollins. You had these guys, top prospects and stuff all over the place. But Albert was kind of like, you know, hey, this guy came out of nowhere, you know, A-ball and hit with the triple A and went off. You know what I mean? And that was like what people were saying. And 
I remember Kevin Long calling me and calling me to the top, top step. And he's like, D, man, I love this kid's approach, man. Who is this? I was like, oh, I met him earlier, man. His name's Al, man. Al Pujols or something, man. And I was like, oh, look at this kid, man. I love his opinion. I remember Kevin calling him out. You know what I mean? <laughs> Kevin saying that, you know, and that just lets me know, like, how of an eye, you know, Kevin had. You know what I mean? And just no one hitting. And so me and Al, you know, anyway, so anyway, Al, we would talk when we played against each other in the fall league. So, you know, you know, of course, everybody knows Al, you know, spent, I don't know if he's still there in Kansas City, like, you know, uh, off seasons, but. You know, you know, he was from there, so we ran. I ran into him and called him when I came to Kansas City and was training. I was like, "Hey, we're gonna be hitting at this place called Mackensite," and I was like, "Come, come, you know, what I'm saying, come meet us there and come get your hit on." He was like, "All right." So I remember introducing him, and he had a little baby. You know, I think the I think that was when I had the you know the problem stuff. Uh, maybe not. Maybe it was it was it was uh Albus Junior. Whatever you know, AJ what they call him, whatever. But it was he. He was a baby, baby then. You know what I mean? And uh, newborn, basically. I remember, you know, looking at him and showing, you know, showing him, showing, showing him to me and his wife and everything. He had just married. He was young. You know, we were all young. And <laughs> I brought him around the guys, and I was like, "Hey, swing! This is, you know, Albert Pujols. You know, I met him in the four league, and you know, I'm Jermaine and all of these guys are just done. And I just think you remember Sweeney sitting there telling me, and I, you know what? It's funny. I, I saw, I heard this story. I read it up somewhere, uh, uh, McFarland, Mac, Mac telling this story. But, you know, I'm I'm, de- I'm dealing with it firsthand, you know what I mean? Like, I'm the one who brought Albert over there, you know what I'm saying? So, Albert goes there and and meets Sweeney and all of these, and Sweeney's like, oh, D, you know, I don't know if he, you know, he can't hit with us. You know, this is kind of like our tunnel. <laughs> and, you know, and I'm like, all right, yo, Albert, man, they're being, you know, you got to go to the other, you know, the other tunnel on the side. You know, they had like two or three tunnels and they had a, another one on the side. <laughs> I was like, just breaking around, <laughs> just banging away. So everybody kind of like head is turning a little bit, right? And they were like, man, you kind of sounds like, yeah, dude, dude's nice, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so long story short, right? You know, I was like, gee, thanks for looking out, you know, whatever. He came there a few times, you know, just a handful of times. And uh, <laughs> so just so happened, you know, the next year I make the team, right? And, you know, Albert is Albert, right? He's just going off rookie year, right? And so Sweeney comes in and is like, hey, D, uh, is that? I was like, yeah, that's him. That's the one you didn't want to indicate. He's like, oh. He's like, he's like, what did he say? So he had said something smart like, oh, show me, show me what I know. The kid's over here banging. I was like, you know, he had said something like, you know, and I was like, yeah, that's the one you didn't want to let in the cage. You know what I'm saying? He was like, oh, wow. Oh, my God, the kid's amazing. I was like, I know. I know. That's the one you didn't want to come and hit with us. I was like, you know, at that time, you know, I'm I'm, I'm in awe of him like you know, this guy, you know, is doing it like that, you know, and so, uh, but anyway, yeah, so I know I kind of fast forward it, but I had to tell, I tell that story sometimes, and, you know, it's just, just funny, man, uh, uh, you know, how that all worked out right there, you know what I'm saying, Sweeney and then one of them hit in the cage and <laughs> put on the show this one day in cage, it was just, it was soft talk, but just, rah, rah, you know what I'm saying, just that, that sound, you know what I mean, it was like, and they were like, you know, people kind of looking at Jermaine, a couple of guys just looking a little bit, like, you know, just peeking at the side of their eyes a little bit. <laughs> and, and and here it is, three months later, dude, you know, by the time he come to us in June or whatever, he's like got 20 home runs already or something, just breaking. You know? <laughs> so he's like, oh, that's that guy. I said, yeah, that's him. He was like, oh, wow. He's like, oh, look at the decision I made. I was like, yeah, exactly. So, 
So yeah. 2001, a lot of great things happened for you. You have a nine-game hitting streak there in KC. You have uh-huh. your first big league home runs off of Brian Recar, and then you have yeah. a walk-off two-run homer against Travis Miller in Minnesota. So, I mean, the walk-off, yeah. do you remember that pretty well? And then what do you remember about 2001 mainly when you, when you look back at it? You know what? Um, it's a bittersweet, man, Dave. It's a bittersweet. I remember, I remember, yeah, recall, I remember, I just remember getting it. I just remember getting it in about May. Uh, you know, I had the nine-game hitting streak. I was getting my singles and stuff, but I just remember, like, getting that confidence where in the minor leagues I would start off struggling and just start turning it on. You know, like, I started getting it. You know what I mean? And, um, I hit, you know, I hit the walk-off and, you know, I had, uh, I just remember uh, in the end of May, you know, early May, uh, yeah, early May, I remember going to, uh, was it was early May, June, I can't remember now, but June, I think, early, late May, June, whatever, I, I got, I went to Anaheim, and I didn't take care of my body, you know, it's one thing I was, I talk to athletes now, you know, even though I don't run the game, I talk to athletes, and I was like, you know, as much as I trained and worked out, I didn't treat my body. I did a lot of hanging out at times, and my body just, you know, you know, I, I you know, you're young. I, you know, I used to have muscle pulls every now and then in minor leagues, but never missed no time. You know what I mean? And uh, so this particular night in, in Anaheim, you know, I kind of played. I was DH in the point a little bit, and you know, I hung out a few nights in a row, and, and my body got tired. It was very starting, just starting to get hot. And I came to White to back to to Kansas City, and I I was pretty locked in. I was, you know, even though I had a good series in Anaheim, I just, you know, I I felt good. You know, I think I had like I think it was some streak. I had like 30 out of 35 games. I got a hit or something that I was in. You know, from that end of April and May, the month of May. You know what I mean? So I was kind of feeling it. You know, starting. To, you know, I was getting my knock one for four with a hit at the opposite field. You know, I knew in my mind I was about my power was about to start. You know what I mean? Uh, the night before I got hurt with my hamstring in June, I remember this early June. I remember the lefty, the White Sox, pulling this this this, this uh, left-handed reliever, and I just remember he threw me low out. I just remember, you know, you just I have a vivid memory of this time because I just it, it I just hit one of them leaners dead center uh, in Kansas City, and I was like, I, I think it was like my fifth or sixth home. It was like my fourth or fifth home run of the year. It was into June. But I, I just felt like I'm about to hit seven, eight this month. And like I, you, you know, as an athlete, you feel it. You know what I mean? You kind of feel like I'm getting locked in. I'm getting my confidence here. You know what I mean? I'm getting my knocks. All of a sudden, and that's what everybody, Muzzy and, and, and Art Stewart used to always say, like, just keep staying up the middle. Can you knock? We know you. We, you know, you're going to start turning it on and get that power going. And I was like, all right. And I got that knock. I hit that leaning up the middle. I was like, oh, oh, I'm about to get it. You know, you kind of feel it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm about to, you know, I ran him on the bases. And then the next day, for me hanging out, you know, and I, and, you know, it was just fatigue. I was playing left field, and you know, I would feel it in the minor leagues. You know, you kind of, you know, I, you know, you kind of coast way through it. You know what I mean? With the hamstrings and stuff. But I, I for whatever reason, I, it was a short in between between the short. You know, and I was playing left field. You know, them little bloopers, and I'm running in hard. I make the catch, and my hammy just tighten up on me. Right, pull it. I pull it. And I just I end up walking off the field because if I ran to try to jog, I would have pulled it all the way, you know. And from that point on, they, like, I, I, I can honestly say, in all sincerity, that was the beginning of the end of my career. I I, I didn't know it at the time. Huh. I didn't know it at the time. But that was the beginning of the end of my career in the major leagues. I, I you know what I'm saying? Like I I pulled it a little bit. I, I walk off the field. 
And I'm like, I knew I got it because, you know, I pulled hammies before football and high school and stuff. And I was like, you know, I had troubles, and, you know, here and there. And finally, these are hamstrings. But, like I said, I could kind of coast down there. But in my majors, you can't do that. You know what I mean? So it was like I pull it and I walk off the field. I rest a week. And I'm locked in, Dave. I am locked in. And, I'm, you know, my mind is like, hey, no, not right now. Like, man, no, no. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Like, this can't be happening right now. Like, oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, Hammy. Come on, come on. Not right now. So I, I rest a week. I rest a week. And, uh, you know, they, they're testing me. And, you know, I'm out in the field. I'm kind of running. And we're playing St. Louis. It just so happened that I was in Pools when them first came. And we're playing against St. Louis. And I remember um, Matt Morris pitching. And I, I remember I didn't have no confidence in my legs, but they gave me the – I was DHN and, you know, first two A-B, boom, double, opposite field, boom. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm still locked in. You know what I mean? And I'm like, but I can't run. You know what I'm saying? I have no – if they – you know, if I, I was praying on second base, like, please don't hit a base hit that I got to run because I'm like, I'm not going <laughs> to make it. You know what I mean? Please don't hit a base hit. You know, I'm not going to make it. And, uh, you know, I lasted that game. I lasted – I think I played two out of the four, three games against St. Louis. You know, I had three. I remember Albert after the game, like, dude, man, you got that – oh, man, I love your swing. You got that opposite field swing. And, you know, oh, man, that's, that's, that's that D. I know, you know, we're talking here. By that time, you know, he, you know, 15 home runs, 20 home runs deep, you know, just raking. You know what I mean? Like, the talk of the talk of the league that, you know. And I was like, yeah, Albert, you know what I'm saying, boom, boom, boom. And we're talking hitting the next day. And, and then we go to Milwaukee. And it's in the league time. We go to Milwaukee. I think it was the first year in the middle of the stadium. I got to play defense now. You know what I'm saying? So if I got to play, and I knew my hammy wasn't right, and I'm just kind of like, okay, okay. And we're going to play an early game, but uh, I'm going to play a night game the night before we get there, but something happens with the stadium. The the roof or something gets stuck, and some electricity with the middle of the stadium was a new stadium, and then they canceled the game. The next day we had a day-night doubleheader. They tell me I'm going to play, I think, the second game. The first or second game, I can't remember. And I think the second game. I was going to play the second game. And they had me, you know, running in the drills early that day in the outfield and, you know, whatever. And they were like, D, you know, what's going to happen is you're going to, you know, hit that ground ball. You can't you can't bust out of the box, you know what I'm saying? Which is ironic because, you know, I always say I never bust out of the box, right? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, can't bust out of the box. And sure enough, first day beat. Boom, I hit a ground ball, I think the second base for the pitcher. I just munched that, and I get it. I really get it, you know what I mean? And I walk off the field. Next thing you know, that was June, whatever. I don't get back on the field till August sometime. You know, I had just traded Jermaine away, and I remember Alec come, come to me, and Alec had gotten the job, I think, that year or whatever. And Alec came to me like, D, here's your chance. And I knew in my mind of mine and confidence of my, you know, when you're, you know how it is, like, you know, I was down there in Florida, I was, you know, I wasn't. I didn't. I didn't. I never been hurt long term for baseball. Never. You know what I mean. At that time, you know, I never, you know, was hurt a long period of time where I didn't. You know, I couldn't swing for a little bit or anything like that. So when I was down in the rehab, it was just to me. It was just let me get through this with my legs, make my legs feel good, and you know, get back up to the big league. You know what I'm saying? And and so with my swing and training and and at that time, I can be honest with you, Dave. I didn't really know how to really train well with my swing. It was just my swing was one of those. Once I get it, I would try to hold on to it as long as I can and, and go. You know what I mean? So, you know, as far as working on my swing, yeah, I could put on a show and batting practice, hit line drives all over the place. But if in the game, if I ain't feel it, I ain't feel it. You know what I mean? And so it was one of them, like, I got down there and I just, I, I guess, you know, it was one of them, like, 
the swing part wasn't really there, you know what I mean? But I was just more worried about making my leg. I wanted my leg to feel good, you know what I mean? Because, you know, that's that's you know that's part of my game, you know what I mean? Even though I wasn't stealing a lot of bases in the big league, that, you know, that was still, you know, a part of me being an athlete, you know what I'm saying? That's my mindset, you know, there's everybody got to go through it, you know, later on. Well, everybody goes through injuries and stuff, but, you know, that's my first major injury in the major leagues, and I was like, oh, I got to get back there. And so I remember August 1st, they called me up. Oh, the first and second they called me up, and Alice sits me there, and he's like, D, this is your time, you know? And I just remember looking at him, like, all right, I'm ready. But deep down, I was like, oh, this is my time. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm on, like, my legs are, like, 60%, 70% right now. Like, oh. And I went from, I think, the day I, I started that game, I was hitting about 270, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I remember a month later, <laughs> I was down to, like, 215. Ugh. You know what I mean? And, and with, with no home runs, just struggling. And uh couldn't find my swing. I, I didn't feel fast. I, I didn't have my leg. And there's no excuse. Everybody deals with injuries. You know, I can't, I can't, you know, it's nobody, you know, it's my fault. I just didn't produce. But I never, and then I started falling into, like, doubting myself. Like, damn, you know, what's, you know, like, and falling into a little depression. Like, damn, you, you, this is your chance. You're blowing it, D. You know, putting that extra pressure on it. And I just never... I never, you know what I'm saying, I, I never felt that much, I never felt faster, you know, I never felt as fast as I did, you know what I'm saying, before that hamstring, and I know one, everybody has hamstring pulls, but I would have them, now, you know, as I got older, I would have them continuously to the point where I would run 70, 80% just to save my legs, you know what I'm saying, and, and I always had hamstring troubles, that's why, I, you know, at times I used to get in trouble and not running hard, because I would try to save them in the minor league, you know what I'm saying, I just try to last, you know, fatigue, and, you know, and it comes off looking lazy, but I always had hamstring, you know, you know, tightness, and I just didn't. In the minor leagues, you kind of, like I said, you get away with it. In major leagues, though, you know, you had the scouts and the timing you every five minutes, and our Stewart come to me like, hey, I got you at four something down first base. Come on, you know, like all of that all the time, you know? <laughs> that sounds <laughs> like, like it, you know, too. Yeah, they don't want to hear your legs. They don't want to hear that, you know what I'm saying? So anyway, that, so that, that's, it was a bittersweet 2001, you know what I mean? Uh, you know. I opened up in New York, New York, and Yankee Stadium. Uh, ESPN did a uh, story, little thing, pregame. Roger Clemens, you know, had just won the World Series the year before. They had a family in the rings, and Roger Clemens starting on the mound. And you know, I was a Bob Shepard guy. I woke up with Bob. You know, I, I grew up with Bob Shepard. Yeah. You know, announcing, you know, the names, and he announced my name. You know what I mean? It was like I remember shaking so much, and I had about 40 people at the game, and. Uh, opening night, trying to get you know opening day tickets in New York. So don't imagine how hard it was, but you know I had about 40 people there, and you know I told my story how you know because the building I was born in and lived in, you know for the first few years of my life, you know we used to watch from the terrace, we could watch Yankee Stadium fireworks, you know what I'm saying? And um, you know I told that story, and you know I had people from my building I see for a long time came to the game, and it was just you know New York. That, so that you know like I said, it was a roller coaster year. That was the opening day. Went one for four for Roger Clemens. Uh, hit, hit against Mariano. That you know closed the game out. Um, but uh, that was the hardest ball I ever hit against them. I, had, I, I faced them eight times, and the first time I ever faced them was the, the best you know wood I got against them ever. You know what I'm saying? Like I hit a hard ground ball the second to Mariano, and I never hit the barrel again against them ever in my life. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> you know, <laughs> but that was that was my that was my you know, 2001 moment was that, you know what I mean? Opening up in Yankee Stadium, growing up a Yankee fan and having all my people there. So, you know, that was the beginning. It was a, you know, great time then. And then, you know, months later, it ended up being, you know, you know, that, you know, you know, 
worst time, you know, going through injuries and stuff, you know. So. Well, 2002 had to have been a real frustrating year then. So you spend the majority of the season in Omaha. You did come back up in September. You had your first big right. league triple there. You had a home run against Detroit in September. But I guess oh, really? so, so 2002, you know, how frustrating was that? And then how did you like playing for Tony Pena when you came up? You know what? It was um, 2002, I, you know, again, immaturity, young. You know, I had the struggles with the hamstrings. I, I, you know, I felt like at that time, I felt like the Royals should have stuck with me. You know what I mean? And you should have, you know, I, I was one of them to understand, like, I got to understand, like, Miami. And, and even I stood in the all season, and, you know, it came up to me because I went to play Puerto Rico that all season. And, you know, just to make sure Miami was okay going into the season, I was trying to do everything that they wanted me to do. And, um, <laughs> I just went to spring training. He's coming to me like, dude, man, he's like, the hamstring, you know, he's like, dude, you had everything going for you. You know how he talks. You know, he had everything going for you. He's like, <laughs> that damn injury happened to you. You just never got it back. He's like, you know, hang in there. That's why he's just like, hang in there. And, you know, at that time, Tony, you know, Musa was the manager at spring training. And I remember all my birth. my birthday was on March 27th. So, you know, it was always – decision time, you know, around my birthday. Either I was going to have a good birthday or I was going to have one, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, uh, oh, my God, I could just remember. I've had, I've had two good, good birthdays, you know, and at all my years of playing baseball, two good birthdays when they tell you I'm going to the big you know? So, anyway, this particular birthday, uh, you know, I didn't play good. They, they already had me tons of going to AAA. They signed my block. Um, Tucker came over, back over at that year. And uh, so I knew the writing was on the wall, you know. And so Misa calls me in on my birthday, and he's like, passing me on the back, happy birthday, D. We're going to send you to Triple A. <laughs> I say, oh, thanks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, I know it's hard right now. I know it's hard for you. He's like, go down there and bust your butt. He goes, I know what you're feeling right now. And I'm looking at him like, oh, you know what I'm feeling right now. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like talking underneath my breath, and I'm like, oh, you know what I'm saying? And whatever, but I was like, all right, all right, yeah, 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 I'll do it, yeah, yeah, you know, walking out of there, like, and I remember I was, I was more mad with Alec. Me and Alec had one of these special relationships, man. I, I always felt like it was very special, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, Alec was a GM at the time, and Alec was, you know, one of the, I, I first met Alec going into my senior, uh, senior year in high school, you know what I mean? I remember he did a, uh, a camp in, at Rutgers University. And uh, had a couple of big leagues there. You know, he's having, like, open camp type thing. And Ray Jackson, who's my scout, begged me to come down there. I was, you know, once I told him summer was over, football was football, I didn't want to do nothing baseball. Baseball scholarships come to my football practices and want me to do this. I was like, nah, football right now. You know what I mean? But I, I convinced uh, Ray Jackson, my royal scout, convinced me to make the trip down to Rutgers University, drive down there after we just had a scrimmage. You know, I had it, you know, I, you know, your body, you know, I don't know if you ever played football, but in high school, you know, I'm a running back and I just had my first scrimmage. My body was torn up, you know what I mean? I just wanted to rest, you know what I'm saying? And and he was like, he was like, D, please just come down there. I'm going to have Alec Baird down there. He's the national court checker or whatever, whatever. I was like, all right, all right. So my father was like, dude, you don't tell these people no, man. I know you ain't hurt. I know you hurt and everything, but come on now. I was like, all right, so we drove down there. Yeah, it's the first time I met Alex. Alex took me off to the side. And I didn't notice till later on, but Jack Cuss. You remember, you remember Jack Cuss, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Custy was one of those guys. He was a year younger than me, but he was there. 
hate on Deion. I remember you walking in there, and everybody's like, yo, that's that football player, D. Brown. Yo, yo, he's such I was like, really? He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, everybody was like, yo, they just, and he goes, I remember Alex, you know, he didn't know Alex's name. He's like, I remember that guy with the Royals taking you over to the side, because Alex physically took me. He was like, hey, D, come, you know, he's like, come, come with me. And he took me to the cages on the side. And just started putting on some tees and watching me swing on the side. Because, see, I couldn't run, you know what I mean? Like, I was, you know, my legs were beat up from the night before. And I couldn't run 60s or anything like that, you know? And, uh, like, these other guys were doing. And I, you know, I kind of was mad because I, not not mad, but I kind of felt bad. Because I was like, I didn't want to be singled out, you know what I mean? I, I just didn't want to be there, you know what I mean? Because I was like, you know, I, I'm like, how many times did I got to do this? I just came from aerial games. How many times y'all see me? You know what I mean? Like, yo, it's football season now. Let these guys get they shine. You know, that's how I was thinking, you know? But he took me over to the side, and I saw him a couple, whatever, and I was like, man, I really like you. And we, I was 17 at the time, and I, I I, developed, you know, that's when I first met Alec, you know what I mean, as a senior in high school, very early in my career. And it just so happened he moved up the ranks alongside with me. When I was in the minor leagues, he was, you know, assistant GM and stuff. He used to call me. Work, you know, he had a good relationship with my mother, always asked about my mother, would call me and get on me if I was going through stuff, but I knew he was pretty much in my corner all the time. You know what I'm saying? And so I fast forwarded to just, you know, look a background on that story. I, you know, I, I fast forward to 2002 spring training and he walked right by me and it, Sweeney was uh, getting locked up long term. And that was like the main buzz going around spring training at the time. I, so they, you know, music passing on the back, telling me happy birthday, sends me out, and I walk right past Ali. I don't have nothing to say to me as I'm getting down, and I felt, you know, I, I felt a certain way. They're like, man, you've been telling me I'm, I'm this, you know, I'm the cornerstone of this organization for years to come, and all this now, you know, here, you know, I, you know, I could kind of sense like eh, things are changing, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I'm going down to AAA, and I ain't gonna lie, good old Omaha, get down there to Omaha. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> as much fire I had, like I'm gonna tear this up. I'm, I'm, man, I'm gonna show these guys. First day down there, I was like, oh, you back down in this moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, my mind couldn't, you know, <laughs> my mind couldn't trigger. My mind couldn't turn it on. Like, I just look at the stadium like, oh, 20-something guys. Let me, I could count, like, one, two, three, four. <laughs> yeah. I was at, yeah. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, I'm back down in this this junk damn place again. You know what I'm saying? And, and I just, I couldn't get out of that funk, man, for you know, and Bucky Dent was my manager, great guy. Kay Long, my boy Kevin Long was the hitting coach and and you know, they couldn't do nothing, you know, you know, when you're in your funk in your mind you just you know, and it's just immaturity, man. I can't say nothing. I, it's totally on me, but it was just immaturity. You know what I mean? And and I went down there and, you know, mad and soaking. Everything music told me not to do that I was going to do. I was like, I'm going to show him. As soon as I went down, I'm like, he's right. <laughs> like, I don't want to be here. Like, what the hell? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, uh, you know what I mean? And it just tanked. And for the first two months, I just, I hit like a buck nerdy. So Tony, you know, music is fired. Tony Pena gets uh, the job. He comes down to see me. Uh, I'm talking about the first week he got the job or the first week he's about to get the job or something. You know, he comes down. He ain't off day. He comes up to AAA. Him and uh, Bob Schaefer. And Schaefer already was the uh, bench coach with Tony's uh, music, so they kept him. And, I, you know, me and Schaefer didn't really get along, you know. So they show up. I'm hitting the buck 30. And I remember, it's like, right around Memorial Day, right? So, you know, Gal, AG, was guy was on the team. He's yeah. going off. And, and uh, I'm trying to think somebody else that, you know, some a couple other guys ended up being called up before me. But AG was going off that year, right? And, uh you know, so they, you know, they took me in first. You know, they meet with a bunch, you know, a couple of guys here and there. I was gonna help the team throughout the year, but 
you know, I uh, I was the first one, you know, to come in, and, and he sits me down, Tony, and you know, I I knew Tony already. I knew Tony from uh, he was a, he was a New Orleans AAA manager in 2000, my first year in AAA, and um, he was a four league coach too that year in uh, 2000. Oh, okay. So you know, I, yeah, so I didn't I didn't you know me and Tony, I ain't gonna say we were you know we we talked a lot. I just remember thinking in my mind in New Orleans when he did, like he used to work some damn catchers in the heat down in New Orleans. I was like, oh, I'm going to want to play for him. That's what I used to say. He's like, I'm like, <laughs> he working them catchers hard in the middle of the heat. Like, man. And then I used to hear stories about him in, in the fall league, you know. So then, uh, so, you know, he comes and he's looking at my numbers in Memorial Day. You know, right around Memorial Day, yeah, him and Shafe. And Tony's looking at my numbers flipping, like 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 a principal, you know, your parent looking at your, your, your report card. He's like, Shaking his head like D. D Brown, what is what is this? What is you're hitting one thirty, one forty? What is what is what is what is what is this? He said, you know, probably I had I had you two years ago, I remember you. I had you number one prospect in this whole league. I voted you number one <laughs> prospect in this whole league. You know, what is this? What and you know, I was like you know, in the back of my mind, like, really? I didn't think you really liked me. You know what I mean? Like, you know, because I, you know, cause he usually say a little stuff to me while I was playing, and, you know, and I didn't think he cared for me like that. You know what I mean? And he, when he said that, I was like, well, okay. And I was like, you know, I, at the time I was just struggling in my own head. And then Schaefer was adding his little two cents in, and he was like, you know, you're tight, and, you know, all of this craziness. And I didn't, Schaefer, you know, Schaefer was one of them, like, I had to deal with him, but I didn't like him at all. He, he deep down, he didn't like me too much. You know, great guy, but, you know, nice guy. Like, I would talk to him and try my best to talk to him, but I knew he didn't, you know, he didn't care for me, right? <laughs> so, just in case, you know, he hears this or hear about it, right? So, I'm just like, so, uh, he goes and, uh, so Tony goes and tells, goes my whole thing and just, and what I, I know for a fact that, you know, from the stuff in the past going on with the organization, it got it, it, it got infiltrated in his year. You know what I mean? It got it just was in the year. I struggled. I ended up turning it on at the end of the year. Um, it was just it was just a year from uh, just a year from hell. You know what I mean? Like I just I struggled, but I turned it on. I, I changed my batting stance. Kevin Kevin Long changed me up, and I remember Kevin. And you know, one thing I did learn that's the first year I really learned how to work on my swing, how to work it. You know what I'm saying? It just so happened. I already played a year in the big leagues, one minor league player. That's crazy, right? You know, one minor league player of the year, all this year and that. But that was the first time I really, truly learned what it took to work on your swing. And and I remember Kevin Long took me by the hand one day, and he was like, D, I'm tired of this. You know, basically, I'm tired of looking at you. You know, I'm like this because he see me, he see me at my word sometimes, but he also see me, at my, you know, when I was locked in. You know. And he was like, D, I'm tired of this. He said, they're, they're going to call up everybody around you. They called up AG. They called up Tom Del McDonald, who was in like 260. <laughs> they, they called him up in front of me. And, you know, and, and, and you know, and you know how it is. I'm, even though I'm not the top prospect no more, I'm 24, I think, at the time, you know, it was, you know, I'm still considered like, why is D not up here? You know what I'm saying? So I guess it was the impression from Tony and, uh, I mean, from, uh, you know, on K Long and, and Bucky, like, what's going on with D, you know? So, Finally, around June, early June, I remember Kevin Long was like, I'm tired of this. You know, D, I don't care if you what you're doing this game. We're going to hit after the cage, and well, after the game. I don't care. And I remember he told me this. And I don't know if someone was like, you know, all right, all right, you know, let me get out of my phone. You know, I need to get out of this funk, man. It's too, I'm going to waste this year. And, you know, it was one of those, like, I, right, you know, you, you can only struggle for so long. And, 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 you know, as an athlete, like, come on, D, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's go. You know what I'm saying? So 
I remember he was like, I don't care what you do this first week. You know, I think we had a homestand, a week homestand. Every day, and God bless Kevin Long, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no reason why he, he is what he is and how successful he is as a hitting coach, man. But every day after after the game, he would throw to me to about 12, 30, 1 o'clock after the game. You know what I mean? Just just throw every day to me. We do our physical drills. We do our drills and stuff. And he would just throw. And he would just like, D, I don't care what you do in the games right now. He's like, and that's when we started a whole different stance. It looked crazy. People like who knew me before, like, oh, dude, you look crazy. Uh, what are you doing? Uh. And But we started something new, and we, we just worked. And, I mean, I remember, like, it got to your point, Dave, that I didn't, I, I didn't care what I did in the game. Like, I was almost like I looked forward to, you know, like a little kid in the candy store. Like, I can't wait to, you know, after the, you know, after the game, I could, you know, because that was when I was breaking and feeling so good, you know what I mean? And and it just trickled in the game. I remember facing John Lackey, you know what I mean? And, 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 it just, boom, I had two or three hits off him. You know what I mean? And it just, you know, from this ugly stance that I was doing, and my boy Sean Wooten, Wooten you know, I knew him from the other team, yeah, but the yeah. Angels, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wooten would be like, hey, man, ugh, what's the fuck? I just want to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, it looks crazy, you know? Like, because I was down like Bagwell, like, really, like, down from left handed side, really down. And, because uh, Kevin wanted me to use my legs, you know? And, Boom, you know, I just started raking. He was like, and then like a week later, he was like, we played him like kind of back to back type of thing. We came to Salt City where they were at. He was like, no, Edmonton, no, I can't remember Edmonton or Salt I can't remember at that time. But he was like, hey, D, hey, real talk, uh, I think you should keep that stance, man. He's like, you're raking. I was like, I know. I was like, I know, right? I'm doing it. So, but anyway, K Long got me locked in. I mean, it took about two weeks of just everyday working, man. And, you know, that was the first time I really worked. You know what I'm saying? On my swing. You know what I mean? Like, I really, you know, I would go in the cages and hit, you know, da 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 da. But, like, that was the first time, like, I mean, I really worked. And and it, I took off the whole second half of the year. I hit from, like, buck 30 of Memorial Day to, like, I think I finished year, what, 260, 270? I can't remember yeah. that. Year. 260, 260, 270. And then um, I ended up getting hit in my face and breaking my face. I broke my bone in my face. And uh, the last, like, 10 days into this, in, you know, rest of the season, and uh, lefty from Iowa just do a little two-seam up and rainy day, Omaha. You know, I'm already in my mind. You know, it's probably why I got hit because, I, you know, I shouldn't say it like that, but I was fine because I'm like, why are we out here right now? It's raining, it's nasty. <laughs> why is six people in the stands? Why are we here? You know what I'm saying? Why are we playing? And I'm locked in at the time, but I'm still like, uh, you know, you know, you can't really see. It's gloomy, dark, and it's just raining. And, I, and he just do a two-seam up and in, and I just didn't see it well enough. So I kind of try to move out of the way and – you know how Drew Stan got hit this year? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's the same thing, the same thing. Fresh, straight in my face. Yeah. And broke, you know, I broke my, my nasal bone and I'm over the bone right underneath my eye and broke all these bones and stuff in my face. And the only thing is, you know, the only difference of a Drew Stan, you know, he was he's the man in the major leagues, hitting 30 home runs at the time. He, you know, he can call it the season. I didn't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I wanted to get called up. You know what I mean? So, I said, you know, I remember uh, uh, Bucky and those guys, like, you know, they went to the Canada trip. They went to the Canada trip to end the season. Oh, maybe the second to last, second to last week. Of the, it was the last road trip of the season. I remember that. I stayed back. Paul Berg um, came and threw live VP with me. I, I rested for about like a week, and they were like, "D man, you can go home." I was like, "No, nah, man, I want to get called up." You know what I'm saying? They were like, "Really?" I was like, "Yeah." 
and you know my face is all swelled up. I'm on drugs, seeing two, three balls, and I just was, I was like, I'm going to get called up. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to get my call up, man. I was like, because I knew they were trying to at that time. I knew they were trying to try to ease me out. You know what I mean? A little bit. So I was like, you know, I just remember being woozy, taking about six, seven days. You know what I'm saying? Off while they want a road trip, and once they came back. They were like, you know, surprised that I wanted to play. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah, I'm gonna play. You know, my, my eyes and stuff are still bloody, and <laughs> you know, my face is still swelled up a little bit. And they gave me the little Terry Stein back. Remember Terry Stein back? Yeah, you know, catcher, of course. Yeah, they gave me a little, you know, a little, hand, you know, hand, uh, uh, little mouth thing. You know, yeah. like cover my chin. You know, like whatever. And I kind of like that because it was like it, my my eyesight was like. I could really see, you know what I mean? Like, you really, you know, in between that, my right eye and that little, in there, like, it, it, like, narrowed the vision, you know what I'm saying? I was like, damn, I kind of like this little thing. And I kind of got, you know, anyway, long story short, the, uh, you know, the, the last four or five games of the season I played, and they caught me up, and, you know, uh, they were like, oh, D, you up, man, I heard you, I heard you broke your face, oh. I, mean, I still had blood in my eyes and everything, but I got caught up in <laughs> 2 and, you know, Tony, you know, was the manager then, and, uh, I mean, you know, well, well, you know, Tony already was there, and you know, I could kind of see the sense of the writing on the wall. Like, you know, he didn't really want me to play too much, but you know, I kind of—I don't know what I hit, you know, during that time. I don't remember too much. Uh, the only game I really remembered in '02 was we played Oakland when Oakland had that long streak of winning. You know, what I mean, the and Money Ball, right? The Money Ball era, yes. Yep, the game. And I remember. Yeah, I remember. It was fifty something thousand people in Oakland. And <laughs> that's a miracle. Right there. Exactly. You know that, right? Right. It was 50, I think they announced 55,000 people <laughs> at the stadium. And I just remember like thinking like, damn, it was just in Omaha yeah. a week or so ago with 25 damn people. Here's 55,000 people. You know, I didn't play it in the yeah, stadium open at night and all that, but it was just at the time. It just like one of them like, oh, you know, like I'm in, I'm in my, I'm in my domain. You know what I mean? Like, you know, as you can tell, like everything with me is fans. You know, like baseball is so routine. You need, you know, you need, you know, the fans. That's why I was like, I know those guys in Kansas City this year, like loved it. You know what I mean? Like, oh god, love playing in front of that. You know, you, oh my god. You know what I'm saying? Because there was plenty of times in Kansas City. I remember ten thousand people at the stadium. You know what I mean? Especially in September, everybody couldn't wait for the, you know, Sunday for the Chiefs game. You know what I mean? And you know. Drop a bit, it's cold, you know what I mean? Like, we playing the Detroit Tigers, and they in last place, being <laughs> second to last place. You might get 10,000 fans, 11,000 fans yeah. in September. You know them days, you know? Of so, course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but that, that was this whole tour, you know, I got called up, and, you know, that was that was that year. So. Well, so 2003, I would think, very memorable year. Uh, I mean, obviously for the Royals, you guys just about damn near won the AL Central. You had a good year, right. too. You made the opening day roster again. You spent the entire season outside of the brief rehab assignment. You were up here. You hit a uh, a grand slam against Detroit that year, which was obviously memorable. And then, But, I mean, right. what sticks out team-wise, how, how much fun did you have in 2003 being a part of that, especially the early beginning of the season there? Oh, man. It was um... – I remember, I know, I know, I know I'm talking forever. I keep telling you stories. That's your fault, man. You got me going, right? <laughs> no, it's good, man. This is a good thing. All right, memory lane. You got me over there talking memory lane. But 03, I remember spring training. I, I, I again, coming off these injuries and all that, I had rotator cuff surgery that off season two, broke my face and had rotator cuff surgery, right? And uh, off season 02. And I remember training extremely hard, right? And, I knew I was out of options, you know what I mean? And I was like, I trained down in API in Tempe, and 
I mean, I was in one of the best shapes, you know, me and Harv, me and Harv, uh, Ken Harvey, we roomed together, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> we, we just, and I brought Harv down with me. I brought Harv down with me. The Royals paid for him. They were like, hey, dude, that training place, can can I was like, yeah, come bring Harv. Yeah, Harv said, you know, let's go. Bring him, bring, you know, let's get his big button in shape. You know what I'm saying? They were like, you know, <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> so I remember, and that's when Harv, you know, had a rough year the year before in trip. We had 280 for Harv, but Harv has hit 350 every year. In minor leagues, but this year in his first year in Triple A, hit 280, and you know they he didn't get a call up, and then he went to Fall League and just raked in the Fall League, right? You know, so they were like not a high on him in Triple A, but then once he finished the Fall League, like Kevin, I mean, uh, uh, Tony and those guys were like just in love with him, right? So <laughs> we got Harv down there, me and him, we getting it, right? We all season training, and Harv really never worked, you know, like you know how I was used to working in the all season down there. So he, you know, we getting it. I was in the best shape, they. I remember not playing. I remember Pentland was a hitting coach, and I remember he was trying to get me to do something with my legs. You know, granted, because I, I I changed my stance in O2 with Kevin Long, but he, you know, I kind of stood back up because I was like, okay, I, you know, I, I was like, I'm going to get back to my old swing. I kind of that worked then, then, but maybe you know, whatever, whatever. So I worked with Kevin Long a little bit that all season, and Kevin was still in Triple A. They didn't give him a big league job, and he was upset about that because they, you know, anyway, he he didn't get it. So, you know, Pentland, you know, takes me to the side one day. Raul's going off. Raul, Raul, Beltran, I forgot who else was on there, just going off, hitting bombs everywhere. You know, it's, you know how everybody go there a little few days early before spring really starts, camp really starts, and sitting on the sides and everybody, you know, happy to see each other and just putting on a show and batting practice, right? Yeah. <laughs> Pentland comes to me and starts talking about, I want you to come off your backside. I don't care if you hit 50 ground balls. And he had me looking like a ballerina, you know what I mean? Like a hitting <laughs> off the, like, you know, coming up. He, and I, 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 was, I was getting pissed, you know what I mean? You know, every time Raul and Beltran, I'm in a group, and they bombing away, and here I come him hitting some ballerina-type stuff, you know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> I said, listen, tell me. I said, I'm out of options right now. It's just, I was like, I know what you're trying to help me and all of that. And he already had said something to me that I kind of knew, like they already didn't want me to be on the team, you know? And I was like, listen. I understand what you're trying to help me and all of that, but I, I I need to rake. You know what I mean? I in my mind I was already done with the Royals, they were done with me. You know what I mean? That's exactly how I felt and I was right, you know what I mean? So and I tell you how I got on the team. So they go and uh I told him straight up, you know, and Kevin looked God bless Kevin Long. He was he was my ear in the <laughs> he was like hey, Tony saying this about you, Dean Tony, you know what I mean? And I don't want you to tell I don't want to get you on the trouble. <laughs> but he used to tell me, you know, you know, like Tony don't really think you could do this, man. Pentland, yeah, he ain't did it at the And then, then again, spring training came around. I wasn't playing. Quinny was, you know, left fielder. Beltron and uh, who was in? I can AG or some. You know, me and AG or somebody was competing. I can't remember who else was there. I think Tuck was still over there. Yeah, he was. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, and Raul, right? So that was pretty much the outfielders out there. And so, <laughs> but Quinny was coming off, you know, Quinny was getting these random injuries, you know, like off-season, wrestling, rib injuries. <laughs> karate, dude. He did karate, remember? Yeah, right. You remember all that stuff? <laughs> yeah. I remember when they set the, when the fireworks off when he walked, too, and he got all pissed off about it. Yeah. Yo, like, Quinny was, I love Quinny. That was, that was my boy. And yeah. He used to have the most, the most randomest, like, you know, but the dude can just flat out rake, you know what I'm saying? But, um, I accused uh, Jamie Quirk, you know what I mean? He used to call us the Freeze Brothers because we were the young, well, 
Quinny was a lot older than me, but we were coming up together. You know what I mean? He's just like, the freeze brothers, cool as ice. Because, you know, we, we didn't <laughs> act like rookies. You know what I mean? And he, they always wanted us to. But Quinny was, like, confident in his skin. And, and, you know, and you know I was who I was. You know what I'm saying? So they used to call us the freeze brothers, cool as ice brothers. You know what I'm saying? So me and Quinny always had a little, yeah, that was my boy. Even though we competed and stuff, that was my boy. But this particular, you know, one of he had got hurt, blew out his knee or something, right? No two, finished the year or something, and then I uh, blew out something. I can't remember, knee or hamstring or something. And then in the off season, you know, he get the little karate thing, whatever. And then he gets back, and then all of a sudden, like I remember, like the second second of week, or whatever. You know, I'm not getting no kind of playing time. I'm getting like the garbage A B at the very end, and I'm getting mad because I'm like. They're going to do this to me all spring. They're going to, you know, put me on waivers, and I'm going to be in Omaha. You know what I mean? That was, that was my mindset the whole time. And, you know, I don't, I don't train so hard. So all of a sudden, Quinny <laughs> comes up sick. He's supposed to get on the field, and he comes up sick. You know what I mean? And he was like, and so they're like, dude, you going to play today? And I remember K. Long getting mad, and K. Long was like, man, Country Club Quinn. I was like, what you call him? <laughs> like, Country Club Quinn. He's like, he think he made the team already. He think he's this, he's that, da, da, da. You know, da, 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 you know, he was saying all this, and I was like, I didn't know like they they were feeling this way. You know, what I mean, I was like, you know, damn, he is coming up with injuries, I guess. But in my mind, I thought he was he's already making the teams, you know. But when K. Long was saying that, I was like, oh wow, you know, what I'm saying okay, I mean, he may not make the team, okay. So couldn't he, so they were like, you know, and then Severio was the coach. Severio was like, dude, man, you gonna get your shot, man. You know, they, you know, Quinny's not gonna play. You know, whatever, whatever. They may do something with Quinny. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah. He's like, you know, this is your chance, you know. And I was like, okay, and you know. Meanwhile, I already was getting locked in with K. Long. I already left Tim Lynn alone. You know what I mean? Like, after he told me looking like a ballerina, I was going working <laughs> with K. Long during spring training. You know what I'm saying? And I was starting to feel good. I had a walk-off. And, you know, like, I had about – it was about the 10th AB into the spring. I kind of was really starting to get it. You know, the first four or five, I remember Tim Lynn making a little joke. Like, hey, dude, you going to hit the barrel this year in spring training? <laughs> you know, making all these corny jokes in front of everybody, right? <laughs> And I was like, you know, and I hit a little walk off, but I was trying to get it. My boy came along, me and him getting the cage, getting it right, you know what I mean? And it just so happened when he, you know, he was taking the time whatever, getting back, and he was sick this day and not feeling well the next day. And K-Long was kind of telling me about da 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 And sure enough, uh, that day I went, we played down in Chicago in the Mesa Spring Training. And, uh, I can't remember. It was a regular one of their regular starters. Long story short, I went three for six, had three Ks, but went three for six with two bombs and uh, and like a double or something. You know what I'm saying? And and you know just boom. And and I, I ended up having the best spring of my life. You know from that point on. Like you know they released Quinny the next day, which is crazy. Released him the next day, <laughs> and I just went off. I think I led the team in RBIs and home runs that spring training, right? And had like some stupid number, and I just knew. And my heart of heart, Dave, my agent was like, the the Rays and the Pirates are looking at you, man. You know, they really want you, you know. And I was like, oh, great. You know, I, it was so, It was like, I felt like I was in high school again. You know what I mean? Like, I am showing off in front of all of these people. I was so done with the world, and I felt like they were done with me, Dave. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I was showing out and bombing away. I mean, I was so locked in. And I remember it was around that time. I, I knew I was okay. Like, I had, I had got the playing time. I knew the only thing that was going to happen is, like, I don't, I played so good that – and that was the Royals always thing with me. They were so worried about me going somewhere else and yeah. you know, becoming a player that they everybody knew I, you know, I could potentially be, you know? And boom, you know what I mean? I remember they called me in, Tony and, and, and Alex, 
and Al is in, is in is in the office this time, right? So I'm like, all right, where am I going? You know, that's kind of how I felt. Like I was like, where am I going? And they were like, see, we're gonna keep you, we're gonna make the team. And I was like, oh, yeah, yay! But deep down, I was like, because <laughs> I knew Dave, I knew deep down Raul, you know. And and Beltron and you know who you know I I knew they ain't had me slated you know what I mean I forgot who Sweeney was DH and pretty much you know so I knew you know what I'm saying it was one of those like I, I done put up so good of numbers that I had to make the team you know what I'm saying so I was like ah, you know so anyway and I know I'm such a sore loser I'm such a guy and you know now like I'm talking this out and I'm like. Ugh, look at my attitude. Suck. My attitude did suck sometimes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, people should be happy to make the team, but deep down, I, I just wanted to play. You know what I mean? I wanted to be like left alone, and I'm so I was so locked in, Dave. I felt like I was gonna hit 30 jacks that year. You know what I'm saying? Like I was finally gonna live up. You know what I'm saying? To you know all of this that I felt like because I was like, you know, I trained hard. I was like, yo, this is this is it, man. You know? And I get on the team and. You know, first four or five games, I don't really play. You know, the team starts off crazy hot. You know, that's when we started off 11 and 0. You know what I mean? And it was like, I'm happy, you know, because I'm part of the team. And I got a couple of my boys on the team. You know, Ken, Ken you know, Hard made the team. And Barola was my boy. We played together in AAA. Barola was on the team. And, and you know, you know Raul and, you know, I love Raul. He's my guy. You know, we competed a lot, but Raul was my great guy. You know what I mean? That was my dude. You know what I mean? And, and you know, they just going off to a great start. And, you know, I'm getting these spot starts, and that Jack, that home, that Grand Slam was one of the spot starts that I got. You know what I'm saying? And because I was still so locked in from spring training, you know, I ain't played like the first four or five games, and then boom, I hit that, you know, you know, home run. But you know, I remember talking to Pat Jones. I think he's still over there. Pat Jones is a long-time scout or whatever. Yeah. And I remember like we were in Boston in the April, and he was like, "Man, the team is doing great. The team is great." Remember, I ain't gonna lie, I don't feel part of the team. He's like, why? He's like, I said, I'm on the bench, man. I want to play. You know what I mean? Like, I want to play, man. Like, yo, you know, you know. And I, I, I know they don't need guys like me on the team. I know they don't need guys like me on the team. And and because I'm happy on the one hand, but on the other hand, it's like I honestly was so locked in. I felt like I could swing better than all, all those guys are out there at that time. I really felt that. You know what I mean? And and I just, but I understand those guys have put up the numbers, and I've come off a of Triple A, and I, you know, I just had a great spring. You know what I'm saying? And then. Uh, like clock, you know, like clockwork, you know, the story of my major league career. And, and I'm smoking on this mess, and I get my chance. And May 6th, I remember this date again, May 6th, huh. 2003. They that quick stint on the minor leagues, I mean, you know, injuries or whatever. Desi's playing second base, and I just talked to Desi yesterday for the first time in a long time. But anyway, Desi's at second base, and I died for a ball, and I just land funny on my wrist. I didn't think nothing much of it, but long story short, and I'm missing like another, I don't know how long, you know what I mean? And it was like, it nagged me the whole year. And I was just like, and I had just, I had just hit a home run, just feeling good. And it was like, damn, you know what I mean? I could never, you know, you know, I don't know if you ever seen that movie Life with Eddie Murphy, can't get right. Yeah. That, was, that was me. Like, I just couldn't get right, you know what I'm saying? Like, I couldn't get it right. And it just not happened that whole year. The team was going off, and I would just get back in, you know, I just get back in my mood like, oh, man, they doing it. And I felt so happy for Kansas City, man. I ain't going to lie. Like, going around the town and, you know, being around that team that struggling so so long and we were doing, you know, that, I know that that's what those guys are going through this year. And just to see those guys, but just knowing that 
you know, you gotta understand, Dave. I was the first. I felt like I was the first on pick. I, deep down in my mind, I always felt like, you know, when I signed with Kansas City, even though I didn't want, but when I signed, I was gonna be that guy that was gonna bring Kansas City back. You know what I'm saying? That was that was my mind. That was my gut. That was my my feeling. You know what I mean? It was like it was gonna be me to to get them to you know. I was gonna be a major clog in that. That's basically what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? So so for me to be a bench guy, not really playing, and the team is doing good. I'm happy for the team. But I'm not playing, you know. And then I'm hurt again, so my mind is like, you know, just on to whatever. So, you know, and it just, it just, it just was not never good, you know. It was just, and I was happy for the team. I was happy for Kansas City, but, you know, personally, you know, my personal thing was that fight. You know, what I mean, I would, I would go through every day, like, damn man, you know, what I'm saying, like, I should be out here helping the team. I should be out here like balling and going and having these fans go crazy over me, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, and, and you know, doing doing this and doing that. And, and so, you know, I'm just keeping them 100 with you, you know what I'm saying? And just letting you know how, how it really was, how I was feeling at that time. And, you know, I was happy for the season, happy for the team. And, you know, I wish we made the playoffs. But, you know, underneath it all, you know, nah, man, it was, it was, it was a tough year for me, man, because I, I just, that was, you know, you know, not like just like a whole one, I kind of felt like I was getting locked in. out of spring training in 03. I never, I never felt so good in a, in a major, even though it was spring training. I understand everybody gets locked in spring training. Spring training, you know, moves. I know a couple of years ago, whatever went off of spring training or e fools people sometimes here and there. I understand, you know what I mean? Spring training could be a, a, a major, you know, uh, eyewash type thing, you know what I mean? People, you know, but it was, it was just one of those locked in feelings that I was like, I'm getting it. If I could play, I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? I'm going to ball out. So. But it didn't happen. You know what I'm saying? It's just injuries and lack of playing. And, you know, when I got my chance, I ain't do it neither. So, you know, it's, it's, like I said, again, it's my, my, you know, my issue and all of that. So. Well, one uh, one crazy thing about that summer was how you know they without even seeing him pitch in the Atlantic League, they bring Jose Lima in, you know, just and he oh, turns man. into like Cy Young there for a while. So, you know, we obviously uh-huh. we obviously lost him way too young. Talk about uh, what kind of teammate man Lima time was. Oh man. I think about him, man. I just brought him up in November, December, because I'm gonna be 37 this this March, and he was 37 when he died. You know what I mean? And I I think about it. I actually thought about him over the weekend because you know he you know Super Bowl weekend, as Saturday and Sunday, I, I crazy this weekend. You know what I mean? And I I think about him because he was so young and so full of life, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I love Lima. Like I like Lima was one of them. Like yeah, he brought so much life to this. You know. Oh, uh, to the team. Yeah, he did. He did like just get a stretch where he was like the dude. You know what I mean? And and I remember, I remember, uh, I remember. You know, I actually hit a bomb off of him. I think I may hit maybe even two. I definitely hit one off of D- in Detroit off of him, right? And uh, and I remember they used to move him in the pen. So when he used to come to Kansas City, you know, the visiting pen. I don't know if it's still there. Like I think they're in right field now. But yeah, that's okay. Uh, yeah, but back in those days, they were in left field, and he used to talk mess to me the whole, you know. But he used to talk junk to me and when he was in the pen, but it was like out of love. It was like, be Brown, you know, you ain't this, you ain't that. He's like, oh, Bobby, get a good jump on that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, but he'd be, he be, he'll joke with me on, like, you know what I mean? But then on the other hand, he'd be trying to coach me, like, really look out for me. So this is when he was in Detroit. So when he came to Kansas City, we played calls all the time. Me, him, Hoff. It was me, Hoff, Lima. And uh, I can't who was our fourth guy. I can't remember who was our fourth guy. But Harv and Lima had they had like the little brother, big brother thing. Like they they would go at it all the time. Like Harv would just you know 
said it just so confidently. I was like, oh! <laughs> and the whole Tony and Tony and them had to laugh a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And I, after that, I respected Jersey on a whole other land. I was like, Jersey, you know, man, I love that. And Lima looked at, you know, like Jersey's kind of crazy. And, and, and I, it was just so funny to see, you know, Lima go from playing around, kind of get his work into, like, really getting serious, like game time, you know, like, face ran and his hot sweating. And Jersey's just straight lacing him. I was like, yo, I said, yo. I said, Lima, I said, your boy, your boy laced you up. I was like, yeah, he was like, oh, come on, Deepa. I was just working. I, was, I said, listen, listen. I know you was working hard. I said, Jerry's laced you. You know what I'm saying? He was just like, he was like, oh, man, Jerry, dude. But I, I love that story because, yeah, one, I tell that story about Jerry's and all, oh, man, I talk about me because I could just, you know, get a, get a few. Because, you know, you, you, you know, you had the brass looking behind the cages. You had Tony catching. And he's just trying to get his work in and kind of, you know, look good. Cut a couple strikeouts, a couple ground balls. You know, like everybody, you know, do the routine and kind of go through the motions and just, you know, just to say he feels good to get on the mound, you know, for his next start. <laughs> the Aces were straight lacing him. I'm talking about line drives all up the middle, making a move. And it was the funniest thing. I said, yo, man, I love Jerry. Anyway, that's my Lima story. And I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Lima was my dude, man. So I love Lima, man. And God bless his soul, man. I think about him all the time. When I was 37, I was like, I think about him when I'm eating. And I'll be like, man, you know, heart attack, 37. I think about that. You know what I mean? And it was just crazy. So. Gosh, I, yeah, he was he was the man. So so 2004 then obviously is uh you know tough for the Royals, just a debacle of a season for the Royals, and and you know yeah. obviously tough for you. And then so you end up walking away, and by then I'm assuming it's obviously it's just time, maybe even maybe even a couple years past time for you guys to part ways. But was that still difficult right. at all for you at all? You know to, to know it was it over. Was. It was man, it was, and um, and I still had a I still had an opportunity, man. Even in the middle, oh, they sent me down to Double A and kind of embarrassed me. I felt like. But I was making, you know, the whole equivalent, you know, big league time and minor league, you know, I was still on the roster or whatever. So, you know, I was getting good time. Frank was the manager of double A. And uh, I went down there and I was just, you know, at that time I was emotional wreck, just pissed, just but I ended up doing good, you know, making it back and once I got to the major leagues, you know, I, I just it was just the emotions and being up there, I didn't I didn't care for Tony, I didn't care for Schaefer. I was just upset playing all the time. It just was never fun. It was just never. I tell you right to this day, and it's so sad. It's just, you know, I talk about this, and it's just, I had such an opportunity, such a great, you know, but I always played with a chip on my shoulder, mad, and I couldn't tunnel it the right direction. You know what I'm saying? So it was like I never, I just tell people I enjoyed it, everything but the actual on-the-field thing. You know what I'm saying? It's like I enjoyed everything with the major league had to offer. Except for like the day to day, you know, interaction type thing, you know, on the field and you know, and it's 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 you know, it's it's my fault, you know, it's all through to me. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I just it just didn't you know, it just didn't work out and even in oh four I had an opportunity, I had a small window to play again and injuries and you know, I was just such an emotional wreck at that time though. I couldn't and then yeah, the team was just you know, I remember they signed Juan I mean, uh they won LeBron, uh Juan Gonzalez and you know, and, you know, all these moves that they make. And, I, you know, in my mind, I'm like, see, you dummies, you know, I'm talking all crazy. I'm, you know, I need my breath to the Royals. Like, you know, you, you know, I think they let Raul go. You know what I'm saying? It was just one of those, like, you know, you don't know what you're doing. You know, I'm over there bad-mouthing them, but then not doing what I needed to do. You know what I'm saying? And then, um, you know, towards the very last and I know it was the, the writing was on the wall. And I remember Tony and Alec called me in my last game in 04. And, you know, they told me they are going to release me. And, you know, that's the time I was, you know, like I said, it was an emotional record. I kind of wanted, I, you know, it was like, a, I, I just felt like it was a year late. I wish they had did it to me in 03, but, you know, it is what it is, you know. And, and I, you know, I hugged Alice, 
you know what I'm saying? And because me and Ali had some fights, man. We, we, like I said, we had one in his door. You know, I've known him for a long time, and he, he would have meetings with me in spring training, and you're not that good. You think you did. This is what you have. And I'd be like, I am that good. You know what I'm saying? I, we would have real, you know what I'm saying, like going at it. You know what I mean? I'm fighting my case. He's telling me because he knew my mind, how I used to think and stuff. He used to, he used to be ready for me. You know what I mean? And, and, and Tony was just one of them, like, you know, Tony at that time, I was just done with Tony too, man. I just hugged, hugged him. I halfway hugged him because, you know, at that time, I was like, man, I'm done with you, Tony. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever, whatever. But but I always, you know, it took about four years, three or four years after Kansas City. And, I, you know, for me to kind of get over all of that anger and upset and all of that. Because if I see Tony to this day, because I ran into him again in 07. I was in Oakland. We played against the Yankees. And I ain't say nothing to him. Still was harboring that little bit of anger and stuff. And it really, it really didn't have nothing to do with him, you know. And it was more um, what I didn't, I didn't do, you know. What I mean, Kansas City, you know what I'm saying? But you know, I always, you know, would, would trigger him, you know, him and Musa and all of that type of stuff. But you know, I, I hope one day to run into Tony, you know what I'm saying? And just, you know, I mean, I know he don't, you know, I'm a blip on a, you know, whatever to one of the ball players that he coached over the years. But you know, I, could, I wish I could go, you know, just be like, yo, sorry, man, you know what I'm saying? Like how I acted, you know what I mean? How I was, you know what I'm saying, and and you know, because Tony actually was a good manager, you know what I'm saying. Like he he definitely was a players manager. We had fun in '03. Of course, he won Coach of the Year stuff, but you know, you know, I just you know, I just you know, if I ever had that, if I ever had the opportunity, I'm definitely would like to you know say that to him, you know, in his face and just you know, because it, it it's you know it's been so long though, you know what I'm saying that I the all the anger and everything drawn up, even with the Royals, you know what I'm saying? Even the Royals success. If it was like oh seven, oh eight, I wouldn't I couldn't cheer for the Royals, you know what I'm saying? Like I would yeah. be upset, you know what I mean? And and but the time has gone by so long and that, you know, I'm so you know, all these kids I don't I know I know Gordo and, and Billy Butler, you know what I mean? I know those guys from when they were puppies. But, you know, everybody else over there is pretty much, you know, everybody's new, you know what I'm saying? So you know, my mind is like, you know, I'm so past that whole, you know, uh, should have been me or I should, you know, I'm so past that that I was really, truly rooting for that. And some of my family, they, they didn't understand that. They were like, you know, so man, like, you know, what's you know, what's up, man, man, that should be true out there. Why you? And I'm like, oh, man, it's cool. I was like, y'all gotta understand. Like, it's been a long time since I played with them. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, I'm happy for the team. You know what I mean? I'm happy for them. They're like, oh, okay. I didn't think you would. I was like, no, man. I'm like, I'm past all of that. You know what I'm saying? I'm past that. So. Now, what about uh, Kansas City as a city? What were your favorite spots off the field, and you know where'd you live, and any, any memories of the city as a you know just as a city? Yeah, man, I I, I was uh, I lived my first you know I was you know I was a young guy enjoyed enjoyed myself a little bit, but I lived in uh, the plaza. Yep. I lived right across the street at these little condos, and I'm sure they probably still have them there, but it's right across from the visiting hotel, the Fairmont, right? I think it was called, right? The Fairmont, Oh, yeah, right? Intercontinental, then, yep. Oh, it's Intercontinental now? Uh, yeah, they uh, changed it since then, so yeah. It, was, it used to okay, be Fairmont. Okay. Yeah, 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 okay. So right across the street, they had these little, like a five-story little condo building. I used to live there for the first few years, and then I moved out to Kansas, to Oakland Park. Oakland Park, I'm sorry, yep. Oakland Park for a little bit. Um... And uh, that's it. Yeah, I, I finished when I was my last year in '04. I think I was out in Overland Park. But in the first few years up and down, whatever, I was always in, uh, you know, down, you know, in the plaza, and I enjoyed it. And you know, I definitely. Uh, I heard now they got this. I haven't been. I haven't been to Kansas City since since about '06, '07. 
but I heard they got the uh, the whole what's the factories type place down there. What do they call it? I heard it's beautiful down there. Um, oh, the Power and Light District. The Power and Light District. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, that wasn't even built when I was down there. So you know, I heard it's unbelievable down there. But uh, I got a couple of friends I still talk to from time to time. They were like, because I was I was you know during the whole playoff run and stuff and they were like yeah it's probably crazy down there but he's like but if you ain't 18 to 21 i ain't going you know i ain't going out that's what they were saying to me you know what i'm saying i was like oh, okay so <laughs> you know right right but uh yeah man, i enjoyed kansas city man it was that's what i said the main thing i used to sit there plenty of times on the field and even in the stands and on the bench and i just look in the stands it'd be empty you know so <laughs> the end of the year was some years would be struggling and i used to be like Man, like I know this place will go off, you know what I mean? Like if if the team was good, like you know that's why O three felt really good. You know I wasn't, you know whatever. It felt good to see you know fans and you know and people humming around, you know the summertime talking about Royals instead of like waiting for the Chiefs to start. You know uh, what I'm saying? I wish like, you could have seen it this year, man. It was just like everywhere you oh went, everywhere you went, you could not I get away from it. It was only Royal uh, during the Chiefs season. Nobody was even talking about the Chiefs. Nobody cared about really? the Chiefs. Yes. It's still now. I mean, I knew deep down. I knew deep down. I was like, because, you know, I know the Chiefs had their history in the 60s. You know what I'm saying? Late 60s, right? But I was like the 70s and the 80s. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I don't know. I don't know much. I'm not I'm not a Kansas City Chiefs historian. But I know, you know, and I know they were good in the 90s, you know, with Derrick Thomas and Joe Montana came over there. And, they, you know, they was, I knew Arrowhead was always a tough place to play. You know what I mean? But I just always felt deep down, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, yo, this is a Royals town, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I always felt that, you know what I mean? Especially, like, being around George and Frank and all those guys telling me them stories in the 70s and stuff, and, you know, I used to be like, oh, man, I, I wish, you know, especially Frank, Frank would tell me all these crazy stories and stuff, and I used to be like, eat it up, and I'm like, damn, you know, one day, I was like, I would love to get it like that, you know what I'm saying, here in Kansas City, and I, you know, just, just to see the, you know, the, the playoffs and the team going crazy and you know, all that, it felt really, really good, you know what I'm saying? So, and I, I'm sure, and I saw it on Facebook, and I saw a lot of guys, even guys that we made it to big leagues with Kansas City, but it was just good, you know, as an organization, anybody that stepped foot on the Warriors uniform to, like, you felt proud, you know what I mean? Like, the first time ever, mm-hmm. you felt proud. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yo, I'm the Royal, man. Yo, you know what I'm saying? You know this heartache, and you, you hear all my hard feelings I have with the Royals from the past. But, I, you know, I can honestly say, like, I was proud to be the Royal this whole season. I guess winning does all of that, you know what I mean? But yeah. I, I love what they and more than doing. I know my thing was always, like, pitch, get some pitching. You know what I mean? Like, we raked. You remember our team. We raked, you know what I mean, as a team. But Beltran, Jermaine, and Johnny, and and Sweeney and Randa, you know what I mean? We raked as a team, you know what I'm saying? For the most part, you know, especially from that 99 to, like, 03, you know, Raul, you know, we raked. You no no bullpen, though, man. We had no, no bullpen. bullpen, right. <laughs> yeah. No bullpen, no pitching, you know what I mean? Starters, you know, like, God bless my man, Brian Meadows and Tupon and yeah. and uh, right there, you know, But I was like, man, you got three or four of the same type pitches, man. I was like, you know, I remember Manny in Cleveland and, and Boston, like, he just set us up and just come away, just get his numbers against us. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I like, oh, man. But, yeah, man, I just seeing them arms, and I was like, oh, man, they finally drafted it. You know, here I am talking about drafting right, and I'm one of the ones that didn't pan out. But I was like, man, yeah. they finally got it right. You know what I'm saying? You panned out, man. You had a, you had a major league career. I wouldn't go that far. What, uh, yeah, yeah. what about uh, – t- so teammate-wise, do you stay in touch with any of your old teammates at all these days from the Royals? Yeah, man. Yeah, with Harv. I speak with Harv. We spoke um, – Ken Harvey. I spoke with Desi. Um, so, yeah, I just talked with him, 
you know, we keep up with each other about three, four times a year. I ain't spoke to him in a few months. Um, AG, you know, AG, we, Aaron Dow, we, we ran into each other uh, in Japan. We talked a couple times since retiring, but I haven't spoke to AG in about two, you know, year and a half, two years now. Um, DJ Carrasco, uh, that's about it for the world. And, I, you know, a bunch of, my, you know, I can say a bunch, but like, you know, three or four minor league guys I came up with, you know, that never made it, you know, never made it. But, you know, we still talk. And, uh, and uh, you know, and the coaches, while well, Frank White, you know, I talk with Frank from time to time still. I spoke to him about, we spoke about three months ago, four months ago. And, we, you know, we got back in touch with each other. And um, that's about it, yeah. So, you know, I, uh, so, yeah, a handful of those guys, a handful of teammates. I actually uh, quickly, quickly on Facebook, we got, I got in touch with Beltron. And, uh, you know, I ain't spoke to him in a really long time. Um, but we just spoke a little bit on, you know, texting each other on Facebook. But, uh, yeah, I haven't seen Sweeney. You know, Jermaine, uh, you know, Jermaine's parents live in Florida. So, you know, my mother and his mother are still friends. You know, they still talk to each other at least once every, you know, month or so, you know. And, she, you know, my mother told me on time, oh, I spoke to Anita today and she said Jermaine and Sweeney are out there in California da, 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 da. so she you know Miss Di gives my mother the, the rundown of what's going on with Jermaine I haven't talked to Jermaine in a long time either but um yeah man you know I, you know I like to listen man you know the world gave my shot man and, you know I could obviously I was a major leaguer and you know like I said this whole season was the first time or this season was the first time I was, was proud to say you know Royals and you know, I'm just happy for the, the fans in Kansas City. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I was actually thinking about, trying, you know, flying out there and, and, you know, just, you know, being part of the festivities. You know what I'm saying? So You should this you know, year. Then, Hopefully we'll make it back this year. I hope so, man. I, I mean, what's up with the pitcher, man? What they going to, you know, like, I mean, you think, I don't know. Shields was, I, I know he didn't have a good playoff run, but, oh, man, when they got him, I, I knew that was a big signing. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah, the and innings, it's a crazy man. story. Crazy story. I didn't know this until people from back at Marlboro was telling me. But uh, Wade Davis, yeah, he lives in Marlboro. Oh, he does? And, uh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, he does. He, he married a girl, and uh, everybody was calling me during the whole playoff. I'm like, yeah, he lives in Marlboro. I was like, really? I was like, what are you doing there? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but he married a girl. <laughs> I guess he met her in the minor leagues. In the Hudson, in the, the, there's a New York Penn League called the Hudson Valley Renegades, which is uh, across the river from, you know, and I guess he met the girl from, you know, my high school um, out there, and they married now with kids, and, and he bought a house out there. So all, you know, during the whole run, you know, they were like, yeah, you know, so-and-so live here. I was like, really? He's a Florida guy. I was like, really? I'm staying in New York from Florida? Really? He was Why? ridiculous, man. It was like a video game. It was ridiculous oh, all so year dirty. long. Oh, he's so <laughs> dirty. Oh, I was looking at him, and I, I honestly felt like, you know, maybe I was – because the whole Mar- you know Marvel thing, but I was like, that's the dirtiest relief out of all. I know, uh, what's, uh, what's the, I can't pronounce his name right now at the top of my tongue. What's the closer? Holland. Holland, yep, Holland. yep. Holland, yeah. Uh, you know, I know he's dirty. I know he's 97, he's dirty, and I know he's been doing this for a few years, you know, whatever, but <laughs> just looking at, you know, even the dude before him. Herrera, know, yeah, uh, Herrera's Herrera, a beast, yeah, too. Yeah, going too, but Wade Davis, he was pitching. He was pitching throwing that hard. You know what I mean? Like with the front door cutters. The, the, Dude, he'd be uh, a closer. I mean, he'd be a closer anywhere else in major leagues. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I 
I'm just looking at him like, oh, and I know it's just, I remember him as a starter, like, you know, looking at him, and I ain't never faced him, but I remember him being a starter for Tampa, and I was just, you know, I was like, oh, man, you know what I mean? But I was just looking at this dude, like, on a consistent basis, man. I was like, before I even knew the whole moment, I was just, you know, when I was started following the team and, you know, really looking at the games, especially the playoff run, I was like, this dude is pitching. Righty then lefty, just making 97. <laughs> I'm just like, the cutters, the front door cutters. I was like, I was just, you know, in my mind, it was like, yo, just get through these damn pitches. Get through these starters, man. You know what I mean? And I know Duffy, you know, I'm going to do well. And, you know, and uh, I faced uh, Vargas before. So, you know, I was like one of them, like, I know Vargas is okay. You know what I mean? And, but I was like, man, okay, you know, I was like everybody else. I, I want to see these flamethrowers coming out the pen. You know what I mean? And I was like, ooh, hey, I know that got to be tough. Like, as a hitter, you just knew, like, oh, damn. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I got to get these hands ready, man. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm hoping. Uh, I don't know what you think with the starting pitcher, man. What do you think? You got enough or what? Yeah, I think they do. It'll, it'll just be the innings, you know. But the thing is, I think that they're, you know, kind of moneyballing it into a new 2015 version with just stocking up the bullpen. They brought back Coach Shaver, who can give them multiple innings, and Jason Frazier. So I think they'll be okay because even if they lose 30 innings from Shields to Volquez, I think that the, the bullpens will be even better this year. You know, they got more depth this year down there. You think so? so? Whole yeah. Table, you think so? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think they'll How be did fine. he do? Like I, I remember Luke, you know, I, I you know, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I'm, I, I even remember those guys. At my last, I came back in '06 with Richie for him. We had yeah eight first rounders on our team, but yeah, Bordo and Butler, Billy, yeah, yeah, Butler and all those guys, yeah, and they were my, they were my little. Butler was my little protege. That was my guy. You was know Avilas I mean? down there with you too? Avilas maybe at the same. Nah, time? Mike, Mike was he was in AAA that year. Okay, actually, yeah. but, but Mike is actually he's from you know I, I faced I played against Mike when he was uh. He was a freshman when I was a senior. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, and, and he's up in New York area. He would, uh, you know, I, would, I remember Mike coming into the league and because he was a hometown, you know, from, from close to the crib. I give him stuff and all of that. But he made himself a nice little career, man, and I'm happy for Mike, man. Yeah. You know, that same year in 06, I was in AAA for a little bit. They got me to send me down, whatever. But they, um, you know, I remember talking to Mike, having a nice talk, man, because at that time, he spent like two or three years just straight raking in Triple A before he really got a shot, you know? And, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I'm happy for his career and everything. But, uh, but yeah, man, but, nah, but, um, Jose, I just remember, like, looking at him, and I, you know, and he had a lot of hype from first pick and all of that, you know, and I, I just was like, uh, you know, and I didn't see it, you know, at that time. And I granted, he had just came from college. I, don't, I think, you know, no one pick, and, you know, Grinky was on that team, and, that, you know, it was one of those, like, you know, Grink had just came back from his little, you know, hiatus, and, you know, Grinky was Grinky, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and and he just, you know, it was just two or three guys, and I was like, uh, but, you know, the fact that Hoshaver, it just looked like he was eating up innings. He was one of those fourth or fifth starter type guys yeah. eating up innings, and, you know, I was like, man, I guess he ain't really turned out to be that number one, number two guy that everybody thought he was going to be. But then I hear you guys talk about him out of the pen, so he must have really done well out of the pen. Is yeah, that, he's that... he's kind of like Wade Davis. He goes from like an at league average, you know, starter, uh, you know, maybe slightly better on certain days, slightly worse on certain days, and he becomes you right. know a dominant reliever. He's really good. He's really? he was like Wade Davis. He I mean he missed last year with Tommy John, but the year before that he was Wade Davis basically the whole year. Really in the bullpen. Really, yeah, yeah. Because they were talking about it, like you know he. You know, like they couldn't wait for him to get back, and I, you know, I, I, you know, two years ago I wasn't really following the team like that, so I was like, really, like, you know, like, I'm <laughs> like, you know, what I mean, all I remember him being a starter and and just being an eating, you know, any guy, you know, what I mean, eating up innings, you know, and and, but uh, but yeah, man, that's um, I'm happy. I'll be anxious to see. I, you know, I love the, I love uh, 
I can't believe I'm drawing a blank right now. Everybody, you know, I'm just you know telling my story in too many names. But with my, my young, my, my young dude, throwing 97, 98, Dominican dude. Man, oh, Ventura, you drawing a Ventura? Yeah. Oh, oh, I love his swag. I love his swag. I was like, you know, you see that that that, that that's that type of dude. You know, hat tilted, <laughs> you know, like I'm throwing 97. You know what I mean? Kind of, you know, I, I I love that type of stuff. You know what I mean? And, and so yeah, he's he's definitely. Uh, Somebody I can't wait to see how his, his career ends up, and you know, and you know, I'm, I'm happy. You know, nah, to me, I'm like this is the type of stuff I wanted the world to do when we were, you know, when we were young. Like when I was coming up, like I just wanted some flamethrowers. Like you know, you see these Braves and these, these Indians, and you know, they would just get flamethrowers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we would get these body guys. You know what I'm saying? And, the finesse guys. Yeah, finesse dudes, man. I'm like, and you, they finally got the team built correctly, man. I love Matt Cain. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Athlete out there running stuff down, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know. Uh, Dyson's I, the I man, faced, too. Off yeah, the bench. yeah, Dyson. I, faced, I, I, I remember uh, Escobar, you know, C.D. Escobar. Mm-hmm. I remember him uh, when he was with the Brewers in the minor leagues. I, you know, he's a young prospect, big-time prospect. I remember him. He's, he's having a nice little career. And uh, what do you think about Moose, man? I mean, I know they love this guy and everything like that, but, you know, what, what, what do you, you know, is he, is he, is he you know, as he, <laughs> I mean, I know he had a great playoff run, man. But you know, I know, I know that's basically saving his, you know, whatever. But is he that guy? I mean, is he, is he, I mean, mm, I think he's, I think he's league average uh, defensively, and the the power. As long as he's 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 a guy that has to hit twenty home runs because he's never going to hit for any average or get on base enough. Really? So he'll he'll have to hit. He's not going to hit. He's I don't. An average guy. I don't think so. I don't. I don't think it's gonna. I think it's gonna have to be a twenty home run plus guy. But I think uh, you know his po- the postseason alone basically validates the pick. You know, is the way yeah, I no look doubt, at it. No and yeah, ha- no doubt, no I doubt. think Hosmer will be a beast, man. I think he'll be a two ninety five thirty guy here in the next couple of years. I think really, it's a ticking really? time bomb, man. It's gonna happen. It's ticking. It's just it's waiting to happen. I love his swag too, man. I love his swag too. But I, uh, I I'm wondering, man, because I'm like you know I hear. Here, you know, in highs, and I'm like, it's been two or three years, man. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I judge everybody how they did me. You know what I mean? I was like, man, they ain't give me no, you know, they ain't give me these little windows. Even no, you didn't, you didn't get the at bats. I was talking to Brian, yeah. or no, I didn't talk to him, but somebody told me Brian McCray once said that you, you were the guy that had they gives, given you 600 at bats just throwing you out there. He said that the, the curveball gave you problems, but once you got the breaking ball right. down, you would have raked, you know, that you would have right. more at bats. Right. Yeah, man. It's just one of them. Uh, I look at Gordo's career, you know what I mean? Like, Gordo's career was like, you know, very early in his career. It was like, mine, you know what I mean? Like injuries and just, you know, and they kept, you know, they hung in there. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't say work, you know, numbers for numbers. I can't, you know, I don't, I don't know how his first two, three years, but, you know, I just remember him being a little injury prone and, you know, early in his career, just, you know, and I just remember they kept throwing him out there, you know what I mean? And, you know, granted, they moved to the left and all that. And I can't, listen, I've been around. I know I heard the stories about him working out and all of that. I've, I've seen it firsthand. Like, as, as a, you know, I've seen him play. You know what I mean? The double A that year, first year, minor league ball and, and tore it up. You know what I mean? I know how hard and how much this dude, like, he's one of them guys I will, you know, first day I would have signed, I'd have been like, okay, yeah, I don't love baseball like that. Like, as much as this guy <laughs> loves it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, you know, one of them dirtbag type dudes. You know what I'm saying? Just, just in the gym every five minutes. And I've seen it, but. When he got to the big league, I just remember like thinking in my mind, like, yeah, nah, uh-uh. like, you know, they they gave me one year like that. If I would have got hurt like that, it would have been, you know, he backed down to Triple A, back down, boom, 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 boom. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, uh, you know, and I, I said, you know, I, I mean, I'm, you know, when it comes to my thing, and I don't want to sound like a, you know, the whole, you know, 
hating guy because I, I, I'm happy for Gordo because I, I love that dude. Like when he played, I saw him. I, I know I know when they how they talk about how he worked out because I was there when he was young and I used to see it underneath my breath. I used to be like, yeah, this 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 kid is the truth. You know what I'm saying? Even Billy Butler. You know what I mean? The the worst body in baseball. You know what I mean? I used to call him <laughs> Billy Butt because he had that wide old butt. You know? like, Billy Butt. <laughs> Billy Butler was my dude. I just remember having to tell, talking to Billy Butler all the time. I'm like, D man, what's up, man? I'm hitting, I'm hitting 315. And granted, he's 20 years old, double A racing. <laughs> but he's like, D man, what's up, man? When am I going to get the call, man? And I'm like, uh, Billy Butler, come here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do you honestly think right now that where, where are you going to play? And I can't remember who was the agent or something at the time over there. I don't think Celine, I think Celine may have still been over there. I don't think he was. I can't remember who was the agent up there. But I said, if you play defense right now, do you really think you know? Here I am talking about defense. That was my own. I was my always Achilles heel. But I'm talking to Billy Bond just to calm him down. You know what I mean? I was like, bro, you're 20 years old. Yes, you are leading the league ahead. You are raking. You can hit with anybody. Yes, you know. I, I and that dude could rake. You know what I mean? And I used to be like, but Billy, like, sh- shut up with this. You need to be in the big leagues. Talk. I was like, I don't want to hear that from you no more, man. I was like, yo, come on, man. Just just go out there and wreck. You're going to be there, man. You're 20. Yo, show your double A raking. Yeah. I'm saying, dude, though, I see these other guys getting called up. And, uh, I mean, Billy Butt, calm down, man. Calm, calm down. Calm down. <laughs> yeah, Billy like, Butt. It's Billy Butt. That's what they call him, Billy. If I see him to this day, <laughs> I, I call him that. But then what I loved about him, man, 2000, 2008, 2009, I can't remember, spring training. And, you know, he kind of like, you know, was solidifying himself as an everyday major league at that time. And we, we, I was with the Angels, so it was spring training in 2008. And he came, and we ran past each other. And, he, you know, I gave him a pound and a hug and stuff. And, um, and he thanked me. <laughs> he thanked me. He was like, dude, man, I want to thank you, you know, for helping me, man. You kind of showed me and taught me a lot of things, how to be a major leaguer. And, you know, I just remember those talks that we had, and I just want to thank you. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, thanks, Billy Butt. You know what I'm saying? I didn't think that. I ain't, you know, I ain't, that coming from you like opening you know what I'm saying and, and but he was Billy was one of those guys that was really you know the guys used to make fun of him Gordo and, and Lou Lepanski and all used to make fun of him all the time because you know country dudes just love baseball just, you know just one of them dirtbags too just, just, just you know just his body just you know just love ball just love the rake you know what I mean one of those guys and and but I, you know, he used to say these things to me, man, and 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 you know, he always had these little say these little things to me to let me know one how young he is, and two, you know how you know much he loved the game, and you know whatever. When he said that to me, it made me feel really, really good. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I didn't know that I was having, you know, you know, granted he was going to make it to the big leagues and have a career regardless or whatever. But just for him to come and say that to me, and you know, made me feel good. You know what I mean? Because like he was my little, you know. Uh, uh, Frank didn't say that to me without saying it. You know, he was just like, man, we got some young guys down here, man, they need to, you know, whatever, whatever. But they would listen to me because they knew that I was, you know, Gordo and Billy, but, you know, they were top prospects. I was like, I was you guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was, you know, balling like you guys. You know what I'm saying? Doing all this, top this, top that, too. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, so they listened to me. You know, and the fact that I was in the major league, too. But, you know, they listened to me, and I would get Billy Butler on the side. I remember getting him into a little... You know, I don't know if you want me to say this, but get him into a little bar. We won the little double A championship. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I had to get him in. I had to, he was so young. I had to get him in. You know what I mean? And I was like, 
and they begged me to come out with them. I didn't want to, you know, I felt like I was an old man out of the crew. I'm like, I don't want to go with you guys. Like, Y'all guys enjoy, you know, I'm like, I don't get no enjoyment on no double A. You know, my mindset was like, I just want to finish this little season and go home, man. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, dude, come on, please, man. Meet us out there, man. Come on, man. And four or five of those guys really wanted me to come. I was like, all right, all right, you know, let me try there. And Billy was like, dude, can, can, can you help me get in? I was like, all right, man. So I kind of told him, oh, I was like, listen, we all won, da, 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 and then let the guy get in. And he took him in, in the back way. And Billy Foso, you know, he walking there like a proud, you know, like he, like he, he you, know, I, you know how it is when you're on the edge and you're getting in somewhere, you know, you ain't supposed to be. <laughs> Billy was such a, you know, oh, I love Billy brother. That was my man, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, but Gordo was always to himself, kind of quiet and just, you know, he's had his little girlfriend, and he, I'm sure he's married now with yeah. kids with her. But yeah. it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, he was he was just kind of off on his, you know, he was just off on his own, quiet, just always kind of smirking in the background, a little smirk, you know, kind of quiet, and just, you know, always peeping the scene. I was like, I, I see you, Gordo. I, I know your whole little thing. You know, him and, him and Zach had kind of similar personalities, Grink, you know, and just, you know, off to the side, smirking, and, you know, and peeping out the scene type of thing, man. But, yeah, Billy was a good dude, man. Billy was my guy, man, so. yeah. Well, I know he's done. I know he's not over there no more. Yeah, he'll be he'll be back one of these days. He, I think, yeah. some in some capacity. Well, we gotta. I guess I gotta ask you one last question then. So, you know, in retrospect, what would you like to say to, to you know the Royals fans listening right now? Oh man, uh, I mean the guy, the, the fans that may still remember me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I appreciate the love. Uh, you know, I, I wish that you know things ended up different. I, I you know, I, I. I I know the type of fans that Kansas City has. I, I you know, that old three season, I remember them Chiefs. You know, I remember the Chiefs, you know, with Sylvester and going to his games. It's just the goosebumps from the the, 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 the Arrowhead, you know, stadium. just the goosebumps. I, I tell people to this day, it's the loudest stadium I've ever been in football-wise. You know what I'm saying? But I know the type of fans that they are, man. I just want to say, you know what I'm saying, enjoy the team that you got right now. Man. Because it's exciting. It's a new brand of baseball. I think that's where baseball is going. And, you know, of course, they know the pitching and defense. But that, that, that way of World Series and all of that, man, that's that's the game, man. You got some young, exciting guys, man. And I know, I, I know, I'm speaking of what everybody already knows. But Matt Cain, Escobar, uh, Hosma. I love that dude, Sal. Sal was, you know, Sal. I love his swagger too, because he. he he looked like he's a big, you know, enforcer. You know what I mean? Like, he ain't let nothing happen to none of his guys. You know what I'm saying? But, man, you got a good thing going on right now, man. Pitching and all of that, man. So, enjoy yourselves, man. I'll be far and, you know, ruin the the, the uh, Kansas City Royals on, but mainly ruin them on for the, for the fans out there, man. Because I know the type of fans that you guys are. I know how thirsty you guys have been waiting, man. It's good. And then y'all need to have a nice little five, seven-year run where, you know, we're competing every year. You know what I'm saying? So enjoy this time. That's what I want to say. Well, thanks so much, uh, you know, for all that you gave to the Royals organization. And you mentioned those who remember you. You're still very well remembered here. We, you know, appreciate all the efforts. And, you know, I've done, me personally, I've done, I don't know, what, three, 400 interviews or something like that. This is one of my favorite ones. So I really enjoyed the talk okay. and, and all your time, man. I definitely want to see you back here for a game sometime in the next you know, year or two. Get back here and enjoy the city and check it out and hopefully – you know, come around the Royals in the playoffs next year, but definitely stay in touch as well, man. I, I really appreciate all all the time and all the memories you gave us too. I appreciate it, Dave. Thanks for the time, man. Thanks for having me go down memory lane, man. <laughs> no problem, man. Anytime. Take care, and I'll, and I'll be in touch. All right. All right. Bye. See you, man.